is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. That's why we call the show Free Talk Live. You're free to talk about whatever's on your mind, and we do it live seven nights per week. Here with you this evening, it's Ian and Mark. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com, where you get to control the content of the website, if you want. If you want, you can submit new items to it. It could be a YouTube video or blog post or news item, something fun, something serious, whatever you think our listeners would enjoy. You can submit it, and then others will vote, and you get to vote as well. The most voted up, make it to the front page and the top of the website over at freetalklive.com. Of course, plenty of stuff to talk about tonight, and we'll take your calls about whatever happens to be on your mind as well. We're going to start things out with a, kind of an opinion piece that I was inspired to write uh, recently, and it was really actually I was inspired by the work of Larkin Rose, who uh, wrote an excellent book that I read while I was in jail, and it had been recommended to me prior to that. Uh, the a fantastic book called "The Most Dangerous Superstition," and it's a it's a pretty easy read. It's a, not too large of a book, and it's a, not a difficult concept to wrap your mind around. Although it is an iconoclastic one, it's a shocking one. And one that will likely be difficult for many people to really come to grips with. Because the idea that he posits in his book is that authority is a really bad idea. In fact, he calls it the most dangerous superstition in that it's this concept that people believe in. Uh, that they believe various different things about authority. And we're talking about there's different definitions for authority. So we're talking about the authority, the concept of the idea that another human being who's just like you, is somehow imbued with something, something special, something that allows them the ability to hold, you know, to do whatever they want to other people, almost, to, to hurt people, to cage them, uh, to order them around, to demand money of them, to demand obedience of them, and that it's accepted as though, oh, yeah, we, we voted for it, or whatever. There's a variety of different excuses, like it used to be, well, he's the king. And now it's, well, we voted for it. It's our system. And there's all kinds of excuses for it. And, of course, you can see it in different places, like with uh, the men wearing robes, uh, calling themselves judges, the men wearing costumes, calling themselves the police, or the teacher in a, like a government school classroom, for instance, the administrators. These people are well, all teachers people. are authorities in um, you know parents are authorities in the family unit because I mean, to my opinion they own the property on which the the child lives. Um, now of course with the government rules and that kind of thing you can't really kick the child off, so they'll use all kinds of different other techniques to, uh, to, to exercise a certain level of control. But when you're talking about a public school, I mean teachers certainly act like authority figures there too. I went to public school for nine years and believe me they didn't let students run amok. It's all it's, – it's everywhere, this idea of authority. If you listen to uh, mainstream media, actually most media, even independent media, uh, in their reporting, they'll always say, authority said this and this and this. You know, if it's uh, some sort of police report about a you know, killing or shooting or something, authorities say that blah, 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 blah. And what they really mean is people calling themselves the government, people calling themselves authorities. These are just human beings like you or I, and how is it that they – Got in control of everybody else. Besides the obvious uh, answer of, well, they've got the weapons and they're not afraid to use them. Clearly, that does put them in a certain position. But there's something that comes along with that 
uh, that it wouldn't work. Like if they uh, just started wielding power over others and putting people in cages, they, they wouldn't like, get away with it. If a biker gang rolled into right. town and it was more powerful than the police. Yeah, they, they, no one would see the biker gang as legitimate. They wouldn't see them as an authority. They just see them as an occupying gang. But they don't see the government in the same way. People, the average person doesn't see the government in the same way as a biker gang when in point of fact, they're just more successful at being a gang. Let's use the, the term the state because I think that, um, you know, I think it's clear humans need some form of governance in their lives um, you know whether that's self governance allocations of certain types of governance that kind of thing and it's government it's true that it is government as we've known it up to this point but there could be there there certainly are theoretically different types of governance um, for instance my life is governed a great deal by my wife why? Because I've let her take over certain areas of, the, of my life. She decides what we eat. She decides what uh, you know disposable income goes on in the family. You've granted her authority to do that in your life, but you can also revoke it at any time. I can, but that so doesn't mean that it's same, not governing. It's not the same kind of authority I'm it's talking about It's not the same, here. but I'm only trying to use different terms. So let's yeah. use the state. Let's define this as the state, because the state is an authoritarian, top-down model where you do what we say or we throw you in a cage. That's how they operate. Fair enough. I was actually looking for a um, you know, better term for this article that I wrote uh, over at freekeen.com called Signs You're in a Cult, the Cult of Authority. And I suppose there's no reason why it couldn't be called the Cult of the States. That might, not, that might even be a better term for it, and I'm open to uh, those ideas. In fact, one of the questions I ask in the article is, you know, well, is there a better, uh, better name for this? Maybe that is uh, a better name for it because authority does have more of a diverse sure. set of definitions. Doctors uh, are authorities. Car salesmen are authorities on the particular types of cars they want. I was looking through some uh, cars recently. We may be get, making an acquisition later on in uh, the year, next year, something like mm-hmm. that. And I don't know all this stuff, whereas the salesperson does. That person's an authority. In, sure. By one definition. Right. Or you could look at them from a different perspective and say they're just you know trying to push cars on you and they may not be authorities on anything. I might consider my mechanic more of an authority on a car than a car salesperson. Your mechanic is probably an authority on uh, the general generalities of cars, but when it comes to the specifics, you're probably going to need to talk to a salesperson. But these are things, as far as the sale is concerned, yeah, that's, that's true. And uh, these, these are things that you know, people don't really think about. They accept the, the word authority or the state on its face because that's the way it's always been there's always been the state but what is the state it's just an idea it's just the idea well, that other men and women can somehow control you and tell you what to do and rule your life well it's, isn't it? uh, actually um you know in the course of human history the type of governments what we call democracies basically t- uh, today are extraordinarily new it used to be some guy god told some guy he was in charge that guy was the most successful thief and killer in a given land mass and then that thief and killer would you know owe certain obeisances to other thieves and killers that would call themselves emperors and you know it, it went on up and down the the line as far as who was in charge so you know i mean that was the old model if you would have told a serf in you know 12th century europe hey what do, what do you think about everybody here having a vote on how things went they'd be like are you crazy man it'd be absolute anarchy the 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 popish Catholics would come in and take everything, you know, because the the English were always worried about the Catholics and the Catholics probably were worried about the English. But I haven't read those histories. Toll free number here tonight is 855-450-FREE. So I indicate here in this article some uh, some classic signs uh, that should be red flags that you may actually be part of a cult. 
And in this in this case, a lot of these people who are in this cult, the cult of the state or the cult of authority, don't realize it because it's such a persistent and effective cult that they become very, very good at concealing their cultishness. Yep. And so just going to run through a few different uh, pointers, and, and you're welcome to add to the conversation, maybe because this is by no means an exhaustive article at all, just to kind of give you a taste of, uh, of what I'm talking about. So when you look at classic signs of cults, you know, what is it that defines cults? There's certain things. See, I tend not to think of the government as a cult. I tend to think of it as a, uh, as a, as a gang that flies flags out in front of its buildings. Well, right. But the, what we're talking about here is we're not talking about the government. We're talking about you perhaps being under the belief system that uh, it's OK, that the, the belief system of their victims is what we're talking about. Okay. So we know the government has, you know, aggr- they aggress against peaceful people. We know they hurt people. We know they control people. The people calling themselves the government do these things, but they wouldn't be able to do it if people saw them as a crazy cult. Like Indeed. If, if it was the if they were well, they do wear robes. But if they were so, if they were more obviously a cult, then maybe more people would see it. I don't know what of, they'd have to do um, in order to, to to really throw people off. I mean, if judges went from black robes to uh, you know flowing red ones or uh, uh, you know maybe rainbow ones, would that suddenly make people stop believing that uh, one needed to you know doff one's hat or uh, stand for for a judge as if he was the king? Well, and just because these government guys are. Are prolific, and just because people are used to them being around doesn't mean they aren't a cult. Just because they're a large group doesn't mean they aren't a cult. And that they is don't one share. of the de- definitions of a cult. Tend- well, there's different definitions of cult, and of there are certain there factors that you have to look at as to whether or not you're actually in a cult. And one of those is brainwashing techniques. So we'll talk about some of the brainwashing techniques that they engage in, and other suggestions from you as well at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number, 855-453-SACL-CAI, toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features that await you there. We've got lots of stuff, including news updates. You get signed up, it will keep you in the loop whenever there's something that you should know about Free Talk Live. You'll know it first if you go to news.freetalklive.com and sign up for either email, Twitter, Facebook, any one of those or more than one. It's all free over at news.freetalklive.com. If you've ever needed to take a case to court or you've thought about taking a case to court and you decided you didn't want to do it because attorneys just cost too much, you need to know about jurisdictionary.com. If you're facing some kind of ticket or legal situation right now, jurisdictionary.com is a course for you. It's a course for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. For those that do have attorneys, uh, you can keep an eye on what your attorney is doing until you know all the rules of court. 
which jurisdictionary will teach you. It's like the, the civics class that uh, you should have gotten in high school. Until you know those rules, you're fighting in the dark. The four-CD course is so easy, the average eighth grader could learn it in a weekend. Um, you actually have instant access online, but they'll send you a four-CD course. It works in um, civil or criminal matters and state or federal courts for plaintiffs or defendants. It costs less than an hour with any good attorney. Go to jurisdictionary.com. See all the free tools they have there for you, the free weekly tips and tactics newsletters, free legal dictionary, free videos, and, of course, buy the course. Uh, jurisdictionary.com. And re- when you check out, remember to use the pull-down menu. Let them know you heard it from Free Talk Live. It's jurisdictionary.com. All right. So we continue here. Uh, there's a piece that is over at freekeen.com that's about cults and whether or not you might be a member of one. I know. It sounds crazy, right? Like, you're not a member of a cult. Surely you would know if you joined a cult, wouldn't you? Yeah, sure. You'd sit around in robes or something. All right. And maybe there's some initiation ceremony uh, that – no, actually it turns out this cult's a little bit different from what you might normally think of as cults. And of course, there are different types of cults out there. There are religious cults, kind of the more traditional – what you think of. Yeah, when isn't that what a cult means? Hear the term cult. Uh, there are also, uh, in addition to religious cults, maybe like self-help cults. Uh, there are also cults. That Those would be things that are, you know, uh, it's faith based and it's based around a, a powerful leader, right? Frequently, yes. And uh, in addition to that, there's a lot of some people would also call things like network marketing uh, cults as well. Mm. There's certainly cult aspects, it. certainly cult aspects to some of these things. But uh, there's there's a lot of things that cults have in common. A lot of the different cults out there, and so there's certain parameters, signs that you're in a cult, and that's what the article's called: signs you're in a cult, uh, the cult of authority or the cult of the state. And so just go through a couple of those, and we'll take your phone calls as well at 855-450-FREE. Get your thoughts, because like I said, this is not an exhaustive list. It's just to give you a few examples of each. So brainwashing techniques. I mean, that's something everybody knows goes on in cults, right? Well, there's no shortage of it going on in the authority cult or in the state. Children are indoctrinated from a young age to believe in authority and to respect those who claim to have it. The message is very effective. And the government schools churn out wave after wave of worker drones who are not likely to question their beliefs and will hand over a huge portion of their earnings to the authority cult leadership. Chanting is also another serious warning sign, and authority cult members are inculcated from an early age with the Pledge of Allegiance and other nationalistic hymns. So, hello, you've got kids every single morning in the cult indoctrination camps chanting Right, bright and early in the morning, this pledge that was written by a socialist who wanted national to shove, socialist, yeah, a Nazi and and a flag salesman. Well, I think he called him a Christian socialist uh, back then. Okay, but either way, he uh, was very interested in uh, having his pro-state state belief system shoved down people's throats. And in point of fact, it's interesting to learn if you didn't know this that the original salute was called the Bellamy salute. You know how today, if you do the pledge, you put your hand over your heart didn't used to be that way. When the pledge started, it was a hand raised up, straight out, kind of like the Hitler's, uh, Hitler's salute. Real similar. Yeah, re- like really similar. In fact, you the could, Nazis borrowed it from uh, the Bellamy salute. If you, don't like, if you don't, don't like what you hear, I understand. But if you don't believe it, go online and search. Search for Bellamy salute. Yeah, Bellamy salute. That'd be fine. Or That'll flag salute or something like that. And I'll bet you you find some pictures of some school-age kids right here in America That's right. uh, doing this the, the salute, the Nazi, essentially the Nazi salute at the American flag. It's crazy stuff. There's actually a picture of some black children doing it. It's yep. insane looking. So who is it that, uh, you know, who could deny that the Pledge of Allegiance is nothing more than uh, chanting brainwashing to indoctrinate people into a cult belief system? 
855-450-FREE. There's more, including charismatic leaders, rituals, jargon, uh, and more. We'll, we'll get to that. Also get your thoughts on the air here. John is listening to WSVG in Virginia. John, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how are you guys doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Good. I just had a question. Um, sure. You know, I'm trying to wrap my head around what you guys are saying about the cult, and I understand about the brainwashing uh, aspect of it from the time they were little. So I, I do agree with that portion of it. But I'm just wondering, what would be the alternative if we didn't have that regulatory guidance or we didn't have that structure to maintain, um, you know, calm and, and uh, some type of uh, order in our society? Well, I would say that, um, you know, first off, uh, you know, it's a great question, right? Like, you know, three centuries ago in Puritan, Massachusetts, people would have said, how in the world can we have more than one religion in a given geographic area? I mean, how in the world could people do that? That, that it would cause absolute anarchy. And I'll tell you what, that's a term they used over and over again during the English Revolution and during the, uh, the times of the witch hunts and things like that, um, here in the, uh, the colonies is that they were their big concern was anarchy social anarchy and uh, you know i think that really the difference would be is you know what if people could choose their own forms of governance like here in new hampshire i'm allowed to drive around as an adult without a seatbelt on now i go down to florida on a relatively regular basis to uh, visit the in-laws and that kind of thing and down in florida i've got to wear a seatbelt because i'm in a geographic area where somebody says i don't have to uh, or says i have to so what if I, my new hampshire driver's license would allow me to drive in florida in the same way that i drew, drive in new hampshire yeah i i understand what you're saying it sounds you know that uh, there's different rules and regulations but you know, the, the thing that I'm, I'm trying to, to discern here is that, uh, you know, you, you're talking about um, people in robes and people, you know, wearing uniforms to protect the public. And, I, I you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm a former police officer, and I did not become a police officer, you know, because I thought, hey, I've got this badge, now it entitles me to tell other people what to do with their lives. Did you meet any that did? To... What's that? Did you meet any that did? Oh, of course I did, and, and in all walks of life, you're going to meet people like that that abuse power and things, but I know that there's a lot of, lot of guys and gals that get out there, you know, wearing a badge of authority, so to speak, in order just to help their citizens or make their community a Absolutely better place. Absolutely agreed. So Absolutely agreed. I'm not here to say that police officers are bad, but I am here to say that if a person who has a personality that might be, say, sociopathic and wishes to, uh, say, use their power to harm other individuals or self-aggrandize themselves or enrich themselves, that that person, say, in the role of garbage man isn't that dangerous. But he's, if he's in the role of a of essentially given the monopoly privilege on the use of violence in a given geographic area, then that person becomes significantly more dangerous. I want to have those good guy cops that you're talking about, John, the ones that are in it for the right reasons to actually protect people. Those are the ones that I want to have on a police force. Unfortunately, I'm forced to pay for police forces that have bad cops on them. And that's all we're really talking about here when we're talking about alternatives to these regulations that you're talking about is the, the ability to choose, the ability to simply say, no, no, that's all right. I don't want that level of service. I'd rather have this level of service from this group over here that's actually doing the things I want them to. Thanks for the call tonight. There's more coming up at 855-453-FREE. Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. 
We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Franks, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. It's Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program, and the toll-free number here is 855-453. SACL CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that await you there over at freetalklive.com. You can, uh, of course, see the Shrine of Female listeners, one of the many features at freetalklive.com. It includes dozens of the ladies that listen to this program who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing they are listeners of the show. And if you are a lady listener, you can get details on how to do that over at shrine.freetalklive.com. That's shrine. .freetalklive.com. You can get your liberty message out to thousands of people a month, and you can do it for fractions of a penny apiece. You can do it from the back of your car with libertystickers.com. They've got hundreds and hundreds of different liberty sayings over there on bumper stickers. You can go check them out, read through them. I really enjoy just reading through them. Uh, I think they're quite witty. LibertyStickers.com. Check them out. Let your voice be heard. You can get them in bulk. Sell them at your retail location. They will make custom stickers for your church, band, business, whatever, at LibertyStickers.com. You know, we were talking to that uh, that other caller there, and I really think— The he, former cop? The, yeah, the, the former cop. He dived, dove right to the center of the issue, and I thought it was great. He said, uh, you know, yeah, sure, uh, you know, Pledge of Allegiance is indoctrination, no doubt about it. It's a, it's a form of brainwashing and chanting, and sure, we have government indoctrination centers, and yeah, nationalism is a uh, faith-based uh, you know, belief system. But what do we do without it? Mm, sure. And it's kind of like we need to have— uh, a god otherwise what will the world be like and frankly we get to see because there's a lot of atheists running around and and they're not sacrificing babies no, it's amazing no. atheists are generally pretty calm. Uh, yeah, but but that was a question that would have been asked you know several decades ago right and i i really think that it's it's a great question because i'm not i wouldn't propose that we take you know we get rid of everything that we've, that we've got right now just you know wholesale get rid of it but i do believe that we should call things what they are. Yeah. When the politicians say that we're going to spend money on this, this, and this, I think they should have to write out and sign a piece of paper that says, I am willing to steal money from the American taxpayer mm. in order to fund more missiles or feeding the hungry or whatever. I'm willing to do it because that's what it is. That's what when the government. It's not stealing when they do it, Mark. It's taxing. It, no, it's legal the, it's taking. The, yeah. Okay. Well, this is what I want to do. One of the other aspects of being in a cult is having jargon. So when yep, you're in a jargon. cult, there's usually terminology that uh, means something to the people within the cult that it may not necessarily mean to people outside of the cult. And so uh, since you brought it up, Mark, I'll jump right into that one here. Again, this is not an extensive list in any way, shape or form. In fact, there's so much jargon when it comes to the cult of the state or the authority cult that it'd be impossible to list it all. Uh, but uh, not only does the authority cult employ euphemisms to cover for the violence that it's the core of the cult, uh, like taxes, which of course in real, in real life, taxes means extortion or theft, corrections, 
The Department of Corrections, the House of Corrections, that means cages to put people in. And by the way, having been in the Department of Corrections, I can tell you that those uh, that 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 department does little to nothing to in order to correct people. people. Um, right. You know, it is a it is a warehouse for individuals. Public servant. They're really your masters, right? That's how right. they act. You know, I I wish that the public servants would uh, serve, but in fact, they spend a lot more time uh, being in charge. They're, they're often, uh, you know, petty petty dictators. In fact, the cult actually has a full language that they call legalese. Now, legalese looks like English on paper, but the words are redefined by the cult intellectuals that call themselves lawyers. Yeah, I love uh, the, the persons. That's the best. The best that's one. The example I give here. Yeah. Persons is the best one because you know I would think that that is uh, corporeal beings, a human uh, living being. human mm-hmm. beings. Uh, but no, it means they, that. But yeah. also means corporations. Yeah. The government can create persons. Yeah. They're God. Oh my goodness! It's a cult. That's what this is all about. So uh, this was pointed out. The course of corporation itself is nothing more than another cult belief, since corporation is just in reality some papers in a folder that the cult members use as an excuse to protect the upper crust of business owners from liability for their actions. So really, there's all kinds of jargon throughout uh, this government system, throughout the uh, the concept of the state. And so we continue taking your phone calls with your additions because there's other stuff to touch on here within uh, the, the parameters of what is a cult? What are the signs uh, that you might actually be in a cult? The Flower Child is on the line listening to WP, uh, BHP in Huntsville. Flower Child, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I was just tuned in a few moments ago, and, the, and I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee, and what we had in the area I lived in was we had private trash collection, all right, so we pay these People and they take care of that. They were good too, very, very good. Yep. Then we had private police and fire all going into the, the central fund here. So we had our own police, own fire, own trash pickup, and it was and it was a one wonderful town. We didn't have no crime problems or nothing. And the police, since they were our people, not like that, we didn't have a bunch of smart alley punks out here running around wanting to get on everybody's case and thinking they're. Mr. Mr. God Incorporated, you know? You know, Flower Child, I, I hesitate to uh, – I mean, I, I'm glad you had a good experience with that, and I think that those experiences could be more positive. But ultimately, I don't support the idea of uh, so-called privatization because in most cases, it usually means one government – you know, the government people are giving a contract, an exclusive deal to a private company. And you still don't have the ability to opt out. Uh, and ultimately, freedom is you know the ability to say no, to choose, and uh, yeah, and choose. And so I'm not interested. Yeah, freedom comes down to the ability to say no, thank you. Right. And I, you know, if I'm not interested in what that private police department's doing, I'm just gonna, I'm going to be as disappointed with it as I am the government police department. And if it's a private police department following the government's rules then they're really not that much better than the government police department. In fact, some could argue they'd be even less accountable than the government police department, all depending on you know the perspective. But thank you for well, the Well, they weren't tonight. government. They were not government. They were citizens that lived in our, our community. But it was a private so they, company. They so because you, took, you take Nashville, Tennessee, they got a Bell Mead, all right? They got that section, too, where all the who's who of Nashville live. They have their own private police there. But you're the saying it's cops can't come in there. Just to clarify, you're saying it's a private company. It was the citizens that were on the police right there were people that lived there. They were. They Are you had, talking uh, about a neighborhood watch? They were like you and me. They were like you and me. If we lived in that area, we could be police. So, even. are you talking about like a neighborhood watch program? Well, yeah, and and well, I don't know. I guess I, I guess you could. 
some people might call it that, but it was a regular police department, and they Did kept people the city get paychecks? police out where we had our own thing. Yeah, but okay. it was all from this fund, but it has to... like a donation. You, you did not have to pay into really? it. Really? There were some people and that when lived, was this? Uh, and it, uh, well, this was, <laughs> this was back when I was my teenage years. Why did they get rid of it? I don't. Th- I don't know if they ever did because I. I just moved. I moved. You're saying this was Nashville, ago, Tennessee. So. Yeah, Nashville. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Nashville, Tennessee has a city-run police department. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say yeah, something. I know they need. do that, but I mean, in my area, we had our own private thing. Gotcha. Well, if that still exists, I'd love to hear more about it. Thanks for the call tonight. 855-450-FREE. Private p- trash pickup is uh, all over the United States in different areas. There are certainly private fire departments. Um, you know, Usually police departments claim a monopoly in a given area. They feel that they can't enforce certain rules. And I think that there are rules that it would be very difficult in the absence of a mon- monopoly to enforce. Uh, for, for instance, drug laws, victimless Good. crime laws, Good. We don't you know, need those, those. those kind of things. Um, because those are essentially one group of people telling another group of people how to live um you know yeah that's the world i want to live in and where those laws don't exist anymore and aren't being enforced let's talk to ron listening to xm satellite radio in arkansas Uh, you're listening on extreme xm hello ron good evening young gentlemen how are you guys doing this evening what's on your mind tonight ron um i would like to submit for your thought that the government if you look at it as a religion the two major political parties are cults supporting that religion in that they both uh, are there to promote the religion. They just, it's like the Catholics and the Protestants. They're all Christians. <laughs> they go about it in an entirely different way. Yeah, that, that's an interesting twist on it, although, you know, certainly there are other cults, I suppose, if you want to look at it from that perspective, because not, there's not just two parties. Obviously, there are a few more than that, and everybody has to have the same general religious belief system that's overarching it. I think that's an interesting uh, division. And if you'd like to further comment, you're welcome to stick with us more in a moment with Ron and your calls as well at 855-450-FREE, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. More signs that you're in a cult coming up here uh, in moments, including charismatic leaders cult rituals and the culture of fear, which is also very important to cults. Free Talk Live. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, consider Keene. Civil disobedience, politics, media, outreach, and social events. Keene has it all. Get connected with video, audio, our forum, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday edition of the program. Joining you here tonight, it is Ian. And Mark. 855-450-FREE, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Whether you'd like to comment on the question regarding whether or not you're in a cult. And we're talking about the government, the idea of the state, uh, authority, this concept that it's somehow okay to have other human beings ruling over human beings. And I think that that's just doesn't make sense to me. I uh, believe that all humans are equal, and I don't put one man or woman above another one. But the state sure does. The idea of the state, that's what it's all about. It's all about elevating certain humans above others. I mean, look at the worship that some people have for politicians. Like, who are these people? They're just a bunch of strangers who believe they know best how to run your life. And I'm not interested personally in having them exp- having them tell me or force upon me their belief systems. Not interested in that. I don't believe in that uh, that mentality or that that, that perspective anymore, and or that paradigm. And I used to, 
because I went to government school just like most everybody else has done. And they indoctrinated me. They had me do the chanting in the morning, although it didn't take me very long to, to not like doing that. I can remember as early as elementary school. I'm not sure how early in elementary school, but I definitely remember as early in, early in elementary school not participating in the Pledge of Allegiance or changing, radically altering the words of the Pledge of Allegiance, just, you know, like a Pledge of Allegiance to the USSR, just to, you know, just to be a little prick, uh, basically. So, uh, so yes, a lot of people are stuck in this cult. They are raised in the cult, and they don't even realize that it's happening. So we'll go through some more uh, examples here in a moment. Also, take your calls at 855-450-FREE. Are you looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment, everything that the outdoors enthusiast needs. And they've got the name brands and they have them at the lowest rates you're going to find on the Internet. Please shop around. Check ManVentureOutpost.com before you buy knives, ammunition, scopes, all these things, because they've got the name brands and they got them at the best rates. They're family owned and uh, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. And you can get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. That'll take care of your shipping. And the reason that uh, they don't give huge discounts is because they don't have the margins for it. They keep their prices so incredibly low. It's manventureoutpost.com, coupon code FTL. We'll give you some more signs you're in a cult here in a moment. But first, Ron is back with us listening to XM Extreme XM, or Extreme Talk, rather, up on XM Satellite Radio. Ron, you're back on, and you were saying that you believe government's a religion and that the political parties themselves are cults. And I think that's an interesting sub-definition here because, obviously, religion is really just a cult writ large. Or yeah, what is the difference between a religion and a cult? <laughs> it's a very successful cult that's been around for a long time. So, ultimately, you could call it a religion as well. And certainly, there's cults of uh, personalities or uh, or leaders uh, within these different political parties that people rally around. So I think that's pretty accurate. What else did you want to share? Well, my point was that if you look at it that way, it makes perfect sense. And even the media, who is supposed to be the watchdog for us, when they talk about a particular rule, regulation, law, whatever, their first and only concern is who gets the political benefit. Yep. Uh, They don't even talk about whether it's good for the public at large. They talk about whether the Democrats or the Republicans are going to get the boost from it. Indeed. They'll, so they'll, just, they'll, just something to think about. Ron, thank you for sharing that tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. They'll trot people out with their little stories that may or may not benefit, but it's all just this political process. And, you know, the what they don't ever, ever, ever address is that, it, the, you know, the, the, the governments that people spending other people's money can't be as efficient in allocating allocation of funds than the people who actually earned the money because government doesn't earn money. They don't earn money. They take it. They take it. I mean, you know, you have a piece of property. Okay, we're going to tax you, you know, this millage rate, and that's what we're going to get. Mm-hmm. They didn't earn that money. They took it from you. They didn't contract with you. They you know, didn't. You know, they get a certain amount of your labor. You choose to work or not work. I mean, you could choose not to work and, you know, go on their little welfare system. But at some point or another, it's going to collapse because people have given up. Some people, the average individual is somewhere near 50% of their income is going to governments, whether it's the, you know, the national, the even the national sends money to the international. So the international level, the national level, the state level, the, you know, there's all different alphabet soup agencies that get theirs, the local level. Sometimes there's even, you know, sub-local levels. In fact, that brings me to another example or another sign that you might be in a cult. 
That is the charismatic leaders. You talked about the different levels and sub-levels. Well, there's different levels of so-called leaders in government. If you look at the mainstream media, and again, even alternative media uses this term, leaders. They call politicians leaders. And no, not for me. Politicians are not my moral compass. In fact, they're very, very immoral from my perspective and the things that they advocate. Often. Uh, I have no interest in having a politician tell me how to live, tell me what to do, tell me what not to do. They are not my leaders. If I vote for one of them, it's for defensive purposes. It's not because I'm endorsing them. It's not because I agree with them And that's the reason just about everybody votes. I I mean, that's true. Just about. I pulled up next to an Obama guy in the grocery store. Had Obama sticker on his car, mean, and he had to make some comment about my bumper sticker, which was from LibertyStickers.com, which, which says that uh, Obama has fired more cruise missiles than all other Peace Prize winners combined. And it didn't take him too long to say, "Well, you know, but, but those other guys." What do you mean? Those, other, those guys? other guys. Well, if you don't support your guy, then the other guy gets in. And this is an absolute true ah, statement in a winner-take-all situation. You, the person who wins is the person who gets, in a given geographic area, right. 50 plus 1 percent of the vote. So you have to get behind this other colostomy bag that isn't quite as full as the colostomy bag that you don't like. So charismatic leaders, yet another sign that you're in a cult. Uh, people in the authority cult or the cult of the state by Don't. the way, um, numbers are dropping all over the media, the, the, in the traditional media. What numbers? Um, listenership. Listenership is dropping all over the place. And I think that people tend – are getting sick of – Radio's numbers are still in the 90 percentile. I'm I mean, not talking about radio as much as I'm talking about uh, you know, cable news channels. Newspapers going out of business. We know that. Yeah, absolutely true. But you're saying TV, TV is TV, dropping? So I'm, so I'm reading. You know, I, mean, I, don't, I don't get a chance to – I don't subscribe to Nielsen or anything like that. But uh, what I, the news that I read is that that's the case. And I think that people are getting sick of it. I think that in, from 2000 to 2006, they saw what a Republican House, a Republican Senate, and a Republican White House can do. And from 2008 to 2010, they, 10, excuse me, they, could, they saw what a Democratic House, a Democratic Democratic Senate and Democratic White House can do. And at this point, they don't know what to do, so they're just packing it in. So people in the authority cult may not agree on who the leader of their cult should be, but ultimately they'll do as their leader, the person they call president, tells them. Perfect example of this is uh, the, the whole Obamacare thing. Remember, Mark, uh, it was probably a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago when this was really hot, uh, you know, hot issue, they were looking at passing it. I guess they ended up passing it. Uh, but when, when people were really debating this, we had one guy call in and just talking really hard, you know, hard against this Obamacare thing. Like, this is terrible. Single-payer health care and universal health care, government run. And, I, you know, I agree with that, that perspective. I don't think we need to have the government taking care of our health any more than I think uh, we need the government to distribute food in this country. It's just you put, put something in the government people's hands and it's just going to go to crap. So I have no interest in that. And I, so I agreed with his perspective. But when I asked him, well, what is it you're going to do if this passes? And then they're going to try to take money out of your, uh, you know, take, take money out of your paychecks to, uh, to cover this or whatever it is they're going to do. The IRS is going to be the enforcer of it, ostensibly. So what, what are you going to do? Are you going to quit paying taxes? Oh, no, I'll just go ahead and, you know, I'll pay. Yeah, what are you, I mean, you know, what are you going to do in that circumstance? I think that that's, that's a fine example. No doubt it shows what uh, somebody will do if a new program's brought on board. But what about – I mean I've, I can't tell you how many people in the military that I've uh, you know, talked to that have thought that these wars that, uh, the particip- that we're participating in, that the United States government's participating in right now are a waste of manpower. Sure, and, but they'll still go die for the leader, right? I mean 
You know, uh, Ron, Paul's, them, Ron Paul's got the number one amount of support from all the like more so than all the Republican candidates combined in the military. And yet they're still going off to war I and mean, they're still doing what they're told. Some of them would believe that these orders that they're being given are unconstitutional, but they'll still follow them after right. they took an oath to, uh, to, to 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 protect the Constitution against enemies, foreign and domestic. So, again, talking about these charismatic leaders, uh, they'll do the cult. Members of the cult will do what they're told, even if they don't agree with the leader, because they're hoping someday to have their guy get elected to the head of the cult. Oh, I, I hope the and same they, thing. And they want uh, – well, no, I don't want – I mean, if Ron Paul gets elected, I think that's going to be a good thing in general. But ultimately, I'm not going to do what he tells me either. Oh, and, yeah. If Ron Paul gets elected, then we're going to uh, excruciate uh, you know, him too on the issues that he does not uh, you know, support freedom. So these cult members will even die for their leader, and the cult, of course, is organized hierarchically and has many sub-leaders of lesser so-called authority that exist underneath the head. Now, there's more to talk about here. Of course, we'll take your calls and your additions to the discussion here. Again, it's by, by no means a comprehensive list of examples here at 855-450-FREE. I probably could have made this article four times as long if I had really you know, put some extra thought into it. Uh, just some basic concepts to get out there to show people, hey... Pay attention, because you may be a member of a cult without even realizing it. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Hour 2 is next, Free Talk Live. I am so excited about Porkfest this year. Porkfest? What's that? It's the Porcupine Freedom Festival, a fun and educational camping event put on every summer by the Free State Project. This year it's going to be happening June 18th to the 24th at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire. Okay, I like camping, and I definitely like freedom, but my budget is tight. Tickets are only $30 for the whole week if you get them before May 1st. Well, that sounds reasonable, but what goes on there? (laughs) What doesn't go on at Porkfest? There are speakers, family fun, dance parties, karaoke, a comedy roast, hiking, campfires, sports, a wedding, and all kinds of delicious food. But the part that I like best is spending time with other people who love freedom. Mm, That's sounding pretty good to me. Where can I go to learn more? Check out Porkfest.com and make sure you spell pork like a porcupine. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Like what you see? Looks like a blast. Okay, I'm in. See you at Porkfest. While you're there, check out how you can become a VIP, very important porcupine, for a modest donation. See you at Porkfest. Free Talk Live, bring up what you want. Toll-free number here, 855-453. You can take control of these airwaves. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site on the house. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their site. You can go to freetalklive.com, get interactive there in various different ways. And one of those ways is by actually creating the content on the site. So the stuff you see there that you can vote on, vote up or down, whether you like or dislike it, the most uh, voted up makes it to the front of the, the website. But that stuff wouldn't be there if it weren't for listeners like you going and adding it to the website. So just go to freetalklive.com, submit show prep to it, and submit whatever you want. Maybe it's a YouTube video or a blog post or something like that. Whatever you want, go to freetalklive.com and get interactive with the rest of our listeners. And it's a great way to find out what is on the minds of the audience kind of in an aggregate form. Uh, so go to see for yourself at freetalklive.com. We're talking about signs that you might just be in a cult. And no, I'm serious about this. You might just be in a cult without realizing it. And I don't mean a, a religious cult necessarily in the way that you traditionally think of cults. Not necessarily in like the help, self-help sort of 
genre of cults, but a cult that's a really unique sort of a cult. It's the cult of the state or the cult of authority, whatever you prefer to call it, where the idea is that some human beings can legitimately control other human beings. A faith-based operation. Um, Often people will cite, say, the Old West. Um, And the Old West is a good example of a, uh, you know, of a very small government situation. They had sheriffs, but, you know, frankly, sheriffs weren't that big into law enforcement, the keepers of the jail and that kind of thing. And and people took care of problems on their own. Um, People will say, Wild West, dangerous, because they've seen, you know, the good, bad and the ugly. Sure. Well, Great movie. Yes, all you have to do is go to go look up an article. It's called The Mild, Mild West. Hmm. And check it out because you'll find out that The Mild West, you know, they, they name places like Tombstone and, uh, you know, all these other you know, places that are relatively famous in, in these area. They took an aggregate of 10 towns, I think, and averaged the murder rates over a period of time and came out with, hmm, it was 10 times safer. This is in the area of murder than um, New York City, 26 times safer than Baltimore. I didn't even mention. And these are like the supposed bad spots, right? Right. These are the these are the ones that you read about in the, the Louis L'Amour books. Mm-hmm. And. You know, the fact is that when people took care of themselves and protection services were provided by Pinkertons and things like that, yeah, you know, people got by and they got by pretty, pretty well compared to modern day America. We're going to give you some more signs that you might be in a cult here in a moment. Phil's on the line listening in Rochester, New York. Phil, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, guys. Um, hey, Phil. I just wanted to, I wanted to relay my experience to you. I thought it might be kind of relevant and useful. I was actually raised in a religious cult. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, and one of the um, really difficult things I had to, c- to come to terms with uh, when I left, um, you know, I expected people, so, you know, that was my, that was my, um, you know, my circle growing up didn't really have a whole lot of sense about the, the real world. So, you, you know, you step out into the real world and the really disappointing thing was that I found that, you know, uh, uh, everybody else was just a member of, like, like a bigger cult. Tell me more like about you. Like you mentioned, like the cult of the state. Yeah, well, tell me more about your cult. I mean, was there a name for it? Were you living on, like, a compound? It was No, no, it was the Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, and this is where you get into the realm of, you know, what is a cult and you know most what is a religion yeah most people will say that uh you know jehovah's witnesses have moved into prime time they've been around for a hundred years yeah they predicted christ coming back several times and he hasn't come well right is it the length of time is it the number of members is it some combination of the two it's this it's the complete disregards of the rights of the uh, of the individual that exists within in the organization um you think but you could leave well and right and that's and that's you know, but there, there is well, not as a kid. I mean, there's a lot of coercion. That's true. It's true. You're, wait, wait, wait. Though you're saying that you think the definition, the difference between cult and religion is the the how they treat the individual is the the rights of right, the individual. That's right. Because because in in that organization, there's no honorable way to leave. Tom, um, what do you mean by that? Well, they practice shunning, and uh, if mm-hmm. if you actually join the religion, which which I didn't do, I had a really bad feeling about it, even as a kid. Um, they 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 practice uh, you know social ostracism. Yeah. So basically, everybody you uh, you know you grew up with and and your friends and family are are forbidden to have contact with you. 
Well, if that's, I think that's a reasonable differentiation in that a religion is, you know, perhaps doesn't have that aspect. You can you can feel free to leave and come as you please. A religion versus a cult has more of a retention policy of uh, ostracizing somebody that wants to leave or intimidating them. And that's actually another one of my items on the list here of signs of a cult. And one of them is the culture of fear uh, that surrounds people that want to leave the cult. So I think that's that's an interesting uh, suggestion as far as a differentiation between them. Also. Um I, I, I really, I, you know, I try to look at things in a positive light, and I really kind of am coming to the conclusion that it was really my upbringing in that kind of oppressive um, atmosphere that really made me the stark, raving, mad libertarian I am today, because, you know, I grew, I grew up in an atmosphere of where, where people essentially had, you know, abdicated all of, all of their freedoms to this, you know, to a publishing company. Um, Isn't it it a sad world where people who advocate human freedom and, uh, you know, believe in the theory that humans have, you know, rights in and of themselves are called stark and raving? I mean, I've I've (laughs) used these terms myself, and the fact is people will look at you this way. They'll look at you like you're insane when you suggest that people should be free. So so in a way, I I have that to, I think, thank for pushing me in in the liberty direction. It's probably true. Um. But as as far as you know, other friends, family, people that that are within it, I, I know I can't. The the, uh, the experience is obviously not ubiquitous because um, I think people get a dependency on, on it after a while. And so, absolutely, I mean, just look about, at the state. Look at the cult of the state. Right. Most people are very very interested in the state. They believe in it. They de- are, are dependent on it, uh, or at the very least, they believe in it. And the very small minority of people are kind of reversed by it. So, like you're saying, uh, you were brought into this by the oppression, and to some extent, I feel the same way. I've all I always feel like I've been anti-authoritarian. Are you? Do you have have your has your family and friends have they been fastidious about uh, shunning you? Well, they don't have to because I was never officially a member of the church, so I, I never baptized. I see. So, so doesn't that so make the I, church you know, leaders I, I pretty mad? Up. I'm sorry. Doesn't that make the church leaders pretty mad? Oh, it does. It, it does. But it was really the only way for me to leave and, and maintain relationship yeah. with my family. Sure, sure. And like I said, I knew from an early age. I, I just could not. I remember sitting there at 11 years old, going, "I just can't, can't imagine." Uh, living the rest of my life in this in this atmosphere, now, thought, you, what, know? you know, so they uh, they they force them to to shun you. But what's their excuse for shunning? I mean, you know, they're, they're the the Jehovah's Witnesses are willing to come out and testify to me at my place, but uh, they're not willing to come talk to you. You know, your mother can't come talk to you. What's uh, you know what's the reasoning behind well, that? Well, typically the individual is demonized in some way. They're they're listed as a you know an unrepentant sinner mm. uh the excuse is we have to um you know keep the congregation clean which means you know any anybody who uh, disagrees yeah anybody who disagrees right or, or you know they're causing divisions i mean what if you disagree you know, and you don't want to leave um they will their their power structure will find a way to force you yeah, yeah. um you know but and this is kind of funny you know as far as family and, and stuff still in and this is kind of like a, a joke I, I kind of make with my, my liberal friends. Uh, it's really only half a joke, is that uh, I say, you know, li- liberals have Stockholm, the state gives liberal Stockholm syndrome. And it really, I think they, it's kind of like the same case with, you know, like my family. Um, you're, just, you're just thoroughly abused and, 
and downtrodden and mistreated by this organization, but they'll defend it at all costs. Right. I mean, just you like mean, the, state. the Stockholm syndrome is where uh, you become to uh, to a point of identifying with your captors, right? Uh, and that's what people are doing when it comes to the states. So I don't just think liberals, it's just liberals. <laughs> no, it's it's all kinds of people. Conservatives, I think it's conservatives too. Liberals, absolutely. Hey, thanks, Phil. Great call. Great thoughts. Appreciate the only it. difference is what they want to fund. How they want to steal your money and what they want to fund. Toll free number here, 855-453. It can be really tough to be told, hey, you're in a cult, you're a victim of Stockholm Syndrome. Uh, To hear these sorts of things, to try to come to these conclusions about yourself, can be very, very difficult to do. Especially the longer you've been indoctrinated with it all. 855-453. Share your thoughts. Bring up what you want. Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves here on this live Saturday edition at 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com where you can enjoy the features for free. freetalklive.com. Lots uh, to enjoy there. And by the way, I mentioned we do this show seven nights per week earlier, and it's true, and that includes holidays. And it's pretty much true. Any most holidays, you will be here tomorrow, Mark, for the Easter Sunday edition. Of That's right. Free Talk Live. Some guy asked me today, "Oh, how was your Easter?" I'm like, "It's Easter, <laughs> not yet, <laughs> not yet, but soon." Uh, so look forward to that. Of course, if you don't get it on your local talk radio station, you can always give them a call and ask them real nicely to add more Free Talk Live to their lineup. If they don't have any of Free Talk Live, then ask them for some Free Talk Live. Because again, we do it seven nights a week, so they can take. Whatever they would like. We're flexible like that. 855-450-FREE is our number here tonight. You know, um, the idea of liberty-oriented music is something that I get asked about, uh, you know, I've been asked a great deal um, in the course of my career. Where can we get more liberty-oriented music? I've got an answer for you. It's a band called Raja Mojo. You can go listen to them at uh, YouTube.com and, uh, you know, hear their songs. They've got four of them out. And, uh, you know, I particularly like the one everybody knows. They've got another one about the IMF. I mean, how many times do you how many bands out there are writing songs about the International Monetary Fund and, uh, you know, all the things, all the evil that they perpetrate around the world? You can support liberty-oriented music by buying Raja Mojo's music at cdbaby.com. The advantage is, well, you can have the music and you know put it on your MP3 player and that kind of thing. But beyond that, you're getting the message out to other people because liberty, uh, excuse me, cdbaby.com has a ranking system, and people go there and they buy music based. On the ranking system, and Raja Mojo is up the charts. They're number one and two at retro rock, uh, number one in intelligent dance music, number two in 70s rock. These are different songs. Uh, Folk rock, they're at number two. Beatles pop, they've got one at five. Uh, Hard rock, they've got one at five and six. They're all up in the charts, and you want them to get them farther so more people find out the ideas of liberty. So go to cdbaby.com. Buy Raja Mojo's uh, music like I did. It was fast and easy. CDbaby.com. Raja Mojo. Talking about signs that you're in a cult. Brainwashing techniques? The cult of the state has it. 
got the Pledge of Allegiance and a number of other uh, factors that'll. They've got buildings, uh, you know, that look like prisons that they send your kids to. That they that they will arrest you if you do not send <laughs> yeah. your kids to. Right. Well, that's not exactly you either true. Either go you to the schools, you go to the uh, the corrections department. You you can avoid their uh, their schools, but you have to go to one of them. With the uh, homeschooling and the unschooling becoming more and more popular, the idea of a truant officer isn't quite as common as it used to be, but still out there. Oh, you can better believe if you've got a homeschooled uh, young person and they're walking about in the streets uh, while school's in session, those officers... They're liable uh, to get a question. Call questions, right, yeah. the, the officers that call themselves law enforcement officers will be stopping them and talking to them. Likely. Basically, you're true and true and officers in that that aspect. So jargon, we've got uh, we've covered that as well. Charismatic leaders, and we'll take your calls as well. There's a few other factors, including rituals and the culture of fear. But first, we go to Calvin, listening in Colorado Springs. Calvin, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, good evening, Mark and Ian. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, uh, first of all, a really quick one here. I was uh, looking on one of your uh, advertisers' websites, uh, LibertyStickers.com, and I saw a really uh, Excellent bumper sticker there. It says, the only terrorism in America is done by the government. <laughs> you know, Pretty much. People are terrorized into paying their taxes. I mean, you know, find most people when you, when, when you finally get down to it with them, it's not about paying voluntarily. Because if it was about paying voluntarily, they'd be writing bigger checks. Absolutely. And uh, when you get pulled over in your car, that's being terrorized. If you get stopped by the... Uh, DHS on one of their roadblocks, uh, that seems pretty terroristic to well, me. Well, the definition of uh, terrorism is real straightforward. According to dictionary.com, it is the use of violence and threats to intimidate or coerce, especially for political purposes. So governments, uh, federal, governments, federal, governments, state, governments, local, they all fit that definition. All of them. There it is right there. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, what I was uh, calling in about is when I talk to people and uh, look at history, I have to wonder if the majority of people actually want freedom and responsibility. It, it seems like throughout history, uh, whenever there's been a revolution or groups of people that have come together under, which haven't been under some uh, organized uh, statism or government or what have you, uh, they inevitably create some kind of a thing and use the the force of the group or peer pressure or whatever whatever it is to establish this uh, rule and force everybody to to obey it. Uh, sure. So the, the, the pow- just, as you saw in the Lord of the Rings, that ring it's powerful. People are drawn to it. They can't let it go. You saw Gollum, this little nothing of an individual, get a hold of the king, the ring, and he couldn't let it go. He knew it was killing him, and he couldn't let it go. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, the governor, former governor of California, he said that he was addicted to the power. And I wouldn't doubt it for a second. Uh, that power is addictive. Just look at these politicians. They'll continue to, to, to stay in office as long as they can. They'll last rattling breath they'll stay in there because it's just 
that addictive. And look at the things they think they can get away with and in many cases do. Only now and then do they get caught at uh, things like, you yeah, know. Look at Charlie Rangel. Good Lord. Right. <laughs> um, and, yeah, but I would like to point out that although it does appear as though the human condition since the advent of agrarianism is one of servitude and that people will continue to create new organizations that seem to uh, grow into monolithic, uh, you know, top-down monopolistic organizations, they human freedom has been moving towards the positive. True, but all that said, I think Kelvin is certainly right that there are a number of people that don't want to be free. They do enjoy the the the, the feeling of safety or security sure. that they can get from the idea that someone's out there looking out for them or protecting them, whether it's true or not. I mean, so we know like the TSA is security theater; they're not actually keeping anybody safe from anything. But some people think that they're beneficial. Like we've been in the airport doing. Uh, actually, Kelvin, you were there for one of these. Uh, you were visiting uh, New Hampshire, and Kelly voluntarist from freekeen.com went to the Manchester airport and there were some people in line that she was talking to about the TSA who, you know, were standing up for the TSA. They think they're out there keeping them safe and that they're doing a great job and hey, go you know, if as far as I'm concerned if you want a master, you should be free to have one. You should be free to choose someone uh, to tell you what to do with your life, but don't push it, you know, don't push it on me. And I think there are a lot of people that also occupy a middle ground which is that they believe they should be free, but those other people, well, we can't trust them with freedom. So I think that's where a lot of people come from. They, they trust themselves. They're responsible. They can be free, but it's those other people and what they might do with their freedom, those weird people down the street. What will they do with their freedom? We can't allow that to happen, so we have to control them. And, of course, that's where they lose because as soon as you try to control others, you will find yourself being controlled. Uh, yeah, and that's exactly right, and that that kind of brings up the, the concept of the three, what I consider to be the three pillars of the liberty philosophy is first being uh, self-ownership and second being the non-aggression principle. And then the third, uh, which I think is sometimes overlooked, uh, but uh, vitally important, is you can't have freedom unless you're willing to give it to others. Absolutely and that, true. That, you got to give if you want to get. Thank you, Calvin. I appreciate it. Or Kelvin, rather. They misspelled your name. Sorry. More coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. 1-855-450-3733. Your thoughts are welcome. It's Free Talk Live Saturday edition. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday edition of the program. Toll-free number is 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features that are there for you, including listening options. We've got live streams there that are available around the clock. Latest episode of Free Talk Live is always airing at listen.freetalklive.com. In three different streaming bit rates, we've got broadband, we've got midband, we've got narrowband. One of those streams will probably fit any device you happen to be using. In addition, you can learn about our radio listening options. Over 100 great radio stations across the country on AM and FM that air the show throughout the week at various different times. 
satellite listening choices, including XM, sat- uh, XM Satellite Radio, where we're on two different channels. Uh, in addition to that, we've got our KU Band free-to-air channel, the webcam, and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. Head over to listen.freetalklive.com. Still to come, more examples of cult signs, signs that you're in a cult. Specifically, we're talking about not a, your typical religious cult. We're talking about the cult of government, the cult of, uh, the cult of authoritarianism, the cult, if you will, of the state. And we'll continue with some more indicators. Gives you a heads up that you might just be in a cult. Let's first go to you and your thoughts. We've got Elaine on the line. You can bring up anything you want. Ladies first here. Elaine, you're on Free Talk Live listening to XM Satellite Radio's Extreme Talk. Oh, I just tuned in. I didn't realize you were running a theme. I was just going to tell you Don't you worry about point. that. It's free talk okay. live. So what's on your mind tonight? Well, my husband's been sitting in jail for a week now. He's been charged with a third-degree felony for leaving the scene of an accident with Whoa. serious injury. Now, third-degree is not as bad as first-degree? Uh, you know, when they're, when they're in charge, is there really a difference? <laughs> Good point. I mean, felonies are looking – you're talking about prison time either any way you shake that one out. Um, but yeah. for, just for, for what? Why did he leave the scene? He was on the motorcycle. He had a girl in the back of the motorcycle with him. They fell. They both got up. The battery came out of his phone. He picked it up. Somebody came by. Two guys in a truck. They picked her up. They took her back to the bar, and he followed them there. And he's being charged with this. And she refused treatment. So it's a one. it was a one-person accident? Yeah, they, I mean, they just hit some gravel and went down. Yeah, it's a motorcycle. I mean, these things happen. I, yeah, I, I can't tell you every single accident I ever oh. had on my motorcycle, I did this. I mean, I never, what am I going to do, call the law because I fell over on my bike? And, and the battery came out of the back of the phone when he hit. So they were looking for that. They got, somebody stopped by. So obviously she got on that. He muscled the bike up. Who would call? I mean, even if he did have the battery, and I think that that's, a, that's an important part of the case, but why in the world would he call anybody? I've never even well, heard of this. But, but he was just telling his story, and that's what happened, and he's been in there for a week. Now, the general, the normal bond for that is 15000 mm-hmm. The judge took one look at him and said, oh, seriously injured? $150,000. Who was seriously injured? And the Nobody. Nobody. Let me see if I've let me see if I've got this straight. So your husband is riding with some lady, not you, on well, his his motorbike. Sorry, say again. I wouldn't. Have, she was a lady, but she was female. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Your husband is with a woman uh, on his bike, uh, and they they re- they essentially spin out or whatever. They there's they somehow go and have some sort of a wreck, but not with another car, not with another motorcycle, not with anybody, not with anyone else. Some guys right. come pick her up. Then he picks his stuff up, gets back on his bike, and goes goes and meets them, and then the cops and get involved? Well, he doesn't know who they are, so he follows them to the bar. And at this time, he's still pretty shaken, but he follows them to the bar. She gets out of the bar. Everybody's talking. Everybody's checking her out. She has two road rash spots. Mm-hmm. But what the glitch here is that somebody else called the paramedics, and when the ambulance got there, they made her, whatever that means, get in the ambulance. And when she's in the ambulance, she complained of burning. So then they take her to the hospital. They medevac her somewhere. They do a head scan body. There's no sprained bones. There's no broken bones. There's no head injury. There's no internal bleeding. There's no nothing. Every test known to man is run upon this woman. Well, because somebody's going to pay and somebody's going to go to jail is what the cops said. Wow. And they come to our house eight hours later. 
he answers the door in his robe. They ask him to step out. Well, from that point, you know, <laughs> he's a goner. God. Wow. I don't even know what to say to this. I mean, this is crazy. He's sitting in jail now awaiting. Has he even been arraigned yet? Oh, no. They, we couldn't even get a bond reduction hearing until Tuesday because of the holiday. holiday. Yeah. And so. And, Happy Easter, pal. Yeah. So we call we called the jail. They say fifteen thousand dollars. I get a get a check cut. The bail bondsman goes down to give him the pay it to get him out, and they said they took it. They called him back the next day, and they said, "Oh, we've made a mistake. It's a hundred and fifty thousand dollars." What? So they took and, the bail bondsman's money, and then yeah. they raised the rates. And and they made him yeah because they said the computers hadn't been updated, and now the bail bondsman can't refund my money for another two weeks Incredible. because it was on a credit card <laughs> i don't believe i mean this is uh, this is just so incredible like i'm still surprised sometimes by how absolutely ludicrous these government rules can be you've got two adults you let me presume this woman was an adult oh yeah oh you've, yeah you've got two adults who've consented to get on a bicycle or a motorbike in this case and go somewhere together they spin out or wreck out or whatever, and they both get up. They decide they're okay. They go back to the bar, and that should be the end of it. But no, the government is treating them as though they are little children. Oh, well, you had an accident. You need to wait until your mommy government shows up with the ambulance and the police department and make sure we can check you out. No, you don't get to decide for yourself whether or not you feel fine. No, I'm fine. I'll just leave. Everything's okay. I can walk away. I'm fine. You don't get to decide for yourself. You will decide for you. Even the female kept saying, no, no cop, no, no cop, no, no cop, no ambulance, I'm fine. How she ever got in the ambulance, we don't know, because that's when we left the bar. Mm. Because it was, I mean, this was, you know, an hour after the wreck. It's like, at some point, we should be able to leave. Yeah, there's a statute of limitations on leaving the scene of an accident. And, I mean, she's the victim. She left of her own accord. He left after her. Well, I, I told well, I was, and I know I probably said way too much to the cops standing in the front yard, but I told him, I said, you're charging my husband with leaving the scene of an accident with serious injuries when the victim left and two strangers that we don't know took somebody away. And if I stopped on the side of the road and took somebody away, I'm pretty sure I'd be in jail. You know, there's something I'm curious well, you about. You know, it's, it's almost it's almost pointless to talk to police officers because they're trained not to listen. Well, right. Uh, and you know, people will say all kinds of things, so they just get to the point where they're just hardened, they're following orders, whatever. Well, that's what I wanted to – that's the one aspect of this I was curious about is what would happen – and this isn't necessarily a question for you, Elaine. It's more of a question to the universe. What, what would happen had Elaine or her husband not answered the door when the police showed up looking for him? Because they didn't have a warrant to search, likely – so question. What, would, at one point, would they just forget about it would they, or would they leave it as an active kind of uh, question mark and in his Pick him file? up the next time they saw him. Yeah, and then pick him up the next time he get pulled over. But I wonder what would have happened in that case because you never have the obligation, as I understand it, to actually answer the door for the police. Everybody does it because that's what they see on TV, but you don't have to. So unfortunately – you know, maybe your husband would not have to be in jail if it were for if it if it weren't for him maybe. answering that door. I don't know. Well, and it was kind of a quinky dink because we actually had somebody else here visiting us that was telling us, catching us up on this girl that we didn't know about. <laughs> and when we opened the door, she was leaving, and that's when the cops were on the walkway with their lights up. Um, the second time, because they actually came out twice. Mm. They came out one time, and it was like, no, we didn't answer the door. They came out the second time when somebody was leaving, and they asked me outside and he 
probably should not have. Yeah, First just say no thanks. I don't need your services and uh, close the door and lock it. Hey, Elaine, uh, if, you, if you want, feel free to call us back as this case uh, develops and, and keep our listeners and us informed with, with what happens because it's absolutely outrageous. And I appreciate your call and the thoughts tonight. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a sweet deal, and I don't think it's going to go down anytime soon. Doesn't thank you, good. Elaine. Appreciate hearing from Sorry you. Good luck, it. and thank you for the call. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Scary stuff. Yeah, it, absolutely. I mean, you know, this, the, their side of the story sounds as innocent as it could be, and... You know, who, who I don't even know if it's fair to call her a victim. I mean, it was yeah, a, she's an accident victim, but she's not the victim of any kind of crime. Right. I mean, why did they arrest her for leaving the scene? Toll-free number is 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You get on the back of some guy's motorcycle, and you get what comes to you. Hopefully, you'll make it to your destination. 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. It is Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want. We are here for the Saturday edition of the show. We're live. It's Ian with you. And Mark. one 855 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 855-450-3733. Here tonight, it is, uh, again, Ian and Mark with you. We'll, of course, take your calls about anything. That is the point of the program. Uh, it's Free Talk Live. You're free to call in and talk about anything you want. We are live seven nights a week, even Easter Sunday. So be sure you join Mark, and I believe Stephanie's going to join you as well, because she's not a religious lady. <laughs> I, I attend Quaker meeting on a pretty yeah. regular basis, but uh, you know I don't celebrate holidays. And, you know, that, not really not really my thing. So we'll continue to be here for you throughout uh, weekend, week in, week out, day in, day out, at freetalklive.com and on your local radio station or satellite radio options, etc. Uh, 855-453 is the number here. We've been talking about, kind of off and on throughout the night, uh, the issue of cults and whether or not you're in one. You might actually be, believe it or not. Uh, we're talking about the cult of authority or the cult of the state. The belief that uh, in the idea that it's somehow acceptable or okay for other human beings to rule over their fellow man or fellow woman, and I don't, I don't accept that. Uh, but I, I certainly did in the past because I, like others, was indoctrinated in this cult uh, mentality with all of its beliefs. And I've got a, an article up over at freekeen.com. If you go there, it'll be a little ways down the page right now, called "Signs You're in a Cult." And we've been talking about different common aspects, common threads that you'll find in uh, lots of cults, uh, like charismatic leaders, jargon. Uh, as well as uh, brainwashing techniques. The cult of the state, cult of authority, has all of these things. But not just that. They also have rituals and a culture of fear. We'll talk more about that here in a moment. Mike is on the line listening in Texas to XM Satellite Radio's Extreme Talk. Mike, what's on your mind tonight? Well, first off, I want to thank you for taking my call. It's and, our pleasure. Uh, then I wanted to say something real quick about Liberty Stickers. Uh, I, I blame it on you. I, I now have to go out and buy a big gas-guzzling SUV or van or something so I have enough space to put the stickers on that I'm going to order. <laughs> they get so many good ones. They do have a lot of good ones. <laughs> LibertyStickers.com. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, uh, oh, there's one that I think is hilarious is Obama Romney 2012. They <laughs> both agree on everything. It's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Uh, but what I wanted to say is uh, that the problem most people have with uh, freedom and the reason why they want to be in a cult is because with freedom, you have to have personal responsibility 
and it's so easy in this culture and for just about anybody just to say, well, why don't I let somebody else tell me how to think, how to mm-hmm. act, uh, you know, take over the responsibilities for my actions, then that way I'm not responsible, I, you know, for my success or my failure. And I think that's the pervasive culture in this country. Absolutely. Uh, and, and realistically around the world, it's just, it's too, it, it's difficult to accept uh, responsibility for yourself. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a truck driver. Uh, in some ways, I'm more regulated than most people, but in other ways, I'm terribly, you know, terribly free out here. Yeah. Because I, I don't have my boss standing over my shoulder watching me work all day. Uh, and, but I have to have the responsibility in myself to get up when I'm supposed to get up and, and do the work I'm supposed to do, uh, right. to meet the, otherwise they're going to find the, somebody else to take those loads. Uh, you're <laughs> right. absolutely right. Yeah. And when you look at personal responsibility, it's so critical. And the people who are of, of the state, this concept, this idea, they love the idea of taking responsibility away from people because the more dependent they can make people upon them in their so-called services, the less likely they ever are to come to the realization that they don't in point of fact need them at all. And, uh, you know, remember the, uh, the movie V for Vendetta where the, uh, the head boss man and that they're their equivalent of Hitler uh, in the in the film the the head guy is basically talking about how it's so critical to keep people convinced that they need them that they need us meaning the government meaning their rulers and if people were to start thinking that they could be responsible and that they, they would see the value in that then that would be incredibly dangerous but the government's very good at uh, offering these different services oh well don't worry about it trying trying to decide where to send your kids to uh, educate them or how to educate your kids on your own we've got all that figured out for you just turn them over to us eight hours a day and we'll handle that for you oh whoa you don't need to worry about saving for your retirement but once you we- take the little thing that's preferred then you're stuck then they've got you in every which way so when it comes to the the, the government school well if you don't send your kid to school on time we're going to give you a ticket, and if you don't pay the ticket, you're going to jail. They mm. actually have programs like that around the United States where parents are getting thrown in jail or you know, getting fined or thrown in jail or having to come to morning detention because their kids yeah. didn't make it to school on time. It's true. And oh, yeah. I mean, it happens right here in Texas. Uh, I, I know I've, I've heard several cases of that where parents are being uh, hauled, well, hauled into court and having hearings, have their children removed from them. Because they, they uh, well, they're late. You know, well, you were 30 minutes late to school three times. Uh, come, come before our little meeting here in our, our kangaroo court, and we're going to figure out what to do with you and your children. Uh, instead of accepting the fact that, hey, you know, sometimes people run late. Hey, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's all, and, and, it, and it really pulls down the personal responsibility in everything in life, because if you don't have it, the government can't give it to you. That's for darn certain. And they, they only want to take it away. And, uh, and yes, the only terrorism in this country is uh, by the uh, government. Right. And if, you're not, uh, if you don't do as they say, if you don't jump through their hoops, you don't obey them, then ultimately they'll take away all your chances to even be personally responsible if you want to. They're going to put you in a cage where they'll be responsible for bringing their, your food to you. They'll be responsible for providing you with the, you know, medical services. They, they will be completely responsible for you at that point. Once you're in their cage, because you don't really have any more responsibilities when you're in a cage. Uh, that's right, and and I think uh, more and more they want to uh, give us the illusion of freedom by not putting us in the cage, but basically treating us like we are in the cage. Absolutely. And, uh, 
And and the only thing that I mean, we have the power in November to try to change things, but uh, no, 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 I no, think no. Ultimately- like you have the power now to change things in your own life, and that's part of this conversation. Is one of the points we're going to hopefully get to coming up, maybe in the third hour, is what to do about this. Because if you come to the realization that personal responsibility is valuable to you, and you realize that uh, we are brought up in this cult-like mentality and this belief in the state and authority, then you can change your now by just look, changing your perspective and changing how you look at things like you're looking at things from the from the right perspective that you want personal responsibility you understand that that's key to liberty you can look out there and you can see these people as aggressors these people calling themselves government as people that are hurting other people and they're taking away responsibility and supplanting it with obedience and reliance and you can see all this. So changing your perspective is one thing you can do right now. You're never going to vote your way free of the people who would like to be your master. I think you can vote freer, though. I think that might be a possibility, but all of history shows that's not really the case, at least at the federal level. It's certainly not the case. Federal we, government has grown we, well, right, every uh, year, it seems. Yeah, yeah and, and, well, I mean, the main thing is, is really you have to – you have to start at your local level because if until you can get your local level straight and then move to the state level and then move to the federal because we can't get the federal government to turn around that's no. not going to happen no we're much uh, better you know, we have- we're much more likely to have success at uh, having one state secede and then having others follow in the in those footsteps and just Forgetting about the federal government, or just nullify the uh, the federal government by uh, you know not necessarily. I mean, the states have sovereign power. This is the United States. Well, that was the idea, at least. But well, try the, telling them that today. It's the law. You try telling people in the state government that today, and they, they, their response is, "Well, but but but, but the feds." Yeah, oh yeah. They're thanks scared. for the call, Mike. Appreciate hearing from you. And thanks uh, for keeping America trucking. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the lifeblood of uh, this country, the people <laughs> on the on the roads. Uh, you know, that comes back to the culture of fear that we haven't really had a chance to delve into. We'll d- dig into that a little bit further into uh, hour number three. But the culture of fear exists even between the state level and the federal government. The idea of the culture of fear is that a cult, one of the things that our caller pointed out earlier was that one of the things that separates cults from religions is the ability to leave. The freedom to leave. The feeling of freedom to leave. And a lot of cults is very oppressive. They don't want you to leave. Oh, no. There's all kinds of brainwashing going on, and the people that are around you have been instructed to do certain things to people that uh, that want to leave. In some cases, you deal with, like, the Arizona cults and the, the Utah, like the FLDS, Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. These guys live out in the middle of nowhere. It's physically difficult to be able to leave these compounds. Well, they're, for their women, but for, for their young uh, for their young men, they kick them out. Well, there's that. But my, my point being, they... A lot of cults are very, very diff- – they make it very difficult uh, physically and mentally to be able to leave the organizations. And so similarly, you see that with the state government bureaucrats. Like uh, up here in New Hampshire, one of the reasons why the governor, uh, the man calling himself governor, John Lynch, won't sign medical marijuana is because of the feds, because of what the feds will do. And these are excuses right. that 14 or 15 states around the country have done this. I mean, it's a it's a large percentage of the states have already legalized marijuana. And this petrified sycophant can't see way to be number 16. All right. We come back with more here. It's got to be number 46. And hour three is next here on the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. Still have to cover a couple more uh, aspects of cults. Just to give you, uh, you know, a clue. Maybe you are a member of a cult. You don't realize it. The cult of authority, cult of the state. Still to come, we have to talk about the creepy cult rituals that go on, as well as this culture of fear. 855-453, and you can share your thoughts. It's Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized 
free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday edition of the program. Here to take your phone calls about whatever's on your mind, it's Ian and Mark. 855-450-FREE is the number. It is toll-free, and it's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us over on our website at freetalklive.com, where you can control the content of the site. So if you find something that you think is interesting, you want to share it with our listeners, you can do that by submitting it as show prep, and then others vote as to whether or not they like or dislike the most liked, making it to the front page in the top of the site. So head over and get interactive at freetalklive.com. Throughout the show, we've been discussing the question, and that is whether or not you're in a cult. Are you in a cult? Is it possible that you could actually have been in a cult your whole life without realizing it? We're giving you some warning signs, some real uh, common factors when it comes to cults. What are some common threads that tie them together? Because there's dis- different sorts of cults out there, religious cults and cults based around products. Uh, there's cults based around self-help, etc. Uh, but there's also another kind of cult that a lot of people are part of. They don't even realize it. It's the cult of authority, the cult of the state, the cult, the idea that uh, other people should be able to rule your life, should be able to control you, and that there's something okay with that, and that it's acceptable and that it's normal, 855-453. More warning signs that you might just be in a cult coming up. But first, Greg is listening in Charlotte, North Carolina, to XM Satellite Radio's Extreme Talk. Hey, Greg. Hey, how you doing? What's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, I was calling about your uh, last caller. Um, um, y'all were talking about the uh, cult of state government, state authority. And yes, the reason I was calling was um, I, I come down on the, on the side where I feel like that I think it's fine to give everybody freedom and everybody have a, you know, an excessive amount of freedom. But I don't know how you would, I don't know how you would have a authority as far as civil disobedience and stuff like that. If you did, just kind of like you know let everybody kind of do their own thing. But what I was going to say was the caller had called about um, parents being locked up for uh, their their kids not going to school and things like that, mm-hmm. and. I come down on the side of the coin where I feel like that if you take any kind of government assistance, like as far as if you if you have um, a government housing that you know provides your shelter or whatever, and, and you 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 um, live off of uh, government assistance as far as your food and things like that, I feel like that you should have less freedom, and I feel like that you should be held to a higher standard. Your kids, you should be locked up if your kids don't go to school. If your kid misbehaves in school, you should be locked up. And, you know, things like that. And this I think is if you take the government assistance, right? I'm sorry? This is if you take the government assistance, right? Right, yeah. I have a lot of sympathy for what you say. I, I really do. Like, I feel like, hey, you know, why in the world would we want to make it easy for people to take government assistance? If they take government assistance, shouldn't they be living a, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a pure and, and uh, you know, life that where... 
you know, I mean, if if this person, if I'm helping this person, this person should be trying harder. If I'm forced to help, I guess is what uh, what one says. But at the same time, we all take we all take government assistance because we have to, because the government shoves it down your throat. The government builds the roads and then makes them common for all. You have to pay for them and then you have to drive on them. So this is the same rationale that they will use in order to take your freedom. Well, I'd like to point out, in an ideal world, one where we don't have the cult of authority, the cult of the state anymore, where we've gotten rid of the idea of the state, we would still have organizations that are designed around helping people. So uh, so if somebody needs some assistance in educating their kids or if they need assistance in you know keeping a roof of their head or the heat turned on or whatever, then they may have to go, say, to the Salvation Army or some other organization. And the Salvation Army, just as an example, is a religious-based organization. And they may require you – I don't know. I've never been to the Salvation Army. But they may require you to go to a church service if you want to receive – you know if you want to go to – if you want to be able to sleep at the Salvation Army tonight, you're going to have to attend our church service. And that's fine because that's an agreement. You would be agreeing to that. And in that case, well, if, if they decided – if somebody had agreed to that and they decided, well, you know, I don't really want this uh, – this, I don't really want to go to this church service. Well, then the Salvation Army would be able to say, well, we – I'm sorry, but we just can't help you at this point. Since you're not willing to do what we're asking of you to receive the help, then we can't be of assistance to you. But it wouldn't be right for them to put them in a jail cell. I mean that, that wouldn't be necessary, don't you think? Well, I, yeah, in, in the ideal world, I don't think it would be necessary. But in a world like that we live now, unfortunately, I think I think that we do need to come down a little bit harsher on you know people that are. I, I mean, I'm going to say you know, kids that go to school right now, the ones that act up and are disobedient and stuff like that. I'm not going to sit here and say that I believe that all of those kids that do that, those their parents are probably on some kind of on some type of government assistance thing like that, but. And a, a way to fix our schools, and, and a way to fix the problems that we have in schools, and to have less less kids acting up and, and acting out, on, and not even the school, even even the general public, I would think would be to at least we can hold their parents. To no, I don't agree with that at all. Yeah, I can why tell do you, you want those kids in your school? Right. <laughs> I can tell you that uh, you know when I was growing up, I was one of the troublemaking kids in my middle and high school at the and, gifted school. Nonetheless, I was on a first-name basis with the uh, the principal, and there weren't that many troublemakers at the school, but I was one of them. And you know, I was getting referrals and and all that, and had to go to Saturday school, etc. Uh, but my parents weren't on welfare, and it wouldn't have been fair uh, to go after my parents. My parents actually did a pretty good job at raising me, I think, but uh, didn't make me. They weren't able to train me to not be an anti-authoritarian, and so therefore, I didn't get along very well with the authoritarians that were running the school. Um, so it would have been fair to threaten my parents with jail over my behavior. I should be held responsible for anything that I do or anything that I damage. Not my parents. That's not right at all. Well, and then besides, you put somebody in jail, then you're just forcing everybody to pay uh, for these problems. Well, I'm not, I'm not talking about putting them in jail. I'm talking about if you're going to allow your children to act this way and not comply with the basic rules that the school has you know, enacted, then, you know, fine. You're not going to get any more government assistance. I mean, you know, if you, if you can't hold your child to a higher standard and... and okay, well, that's a wholly different set. That's a different thing than what you said before, which I'm pretty sure you said that they would be threatened with jail. It's another thing to no, say, well, no, we're just going to no, cut you off. No, no, your last caller was saying that that's what the state is threatening right now if your kid doesn't go to school. It's true. And my thing, my thing was, 
I don't, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm not saying anything about putting the parents. Okay, good. I thought that maybe I, I misunderstood you, and I apologize. So no, let's talk about the. I am, it, saying, it, I am saying there should be some consequences as far as if you're receiving some kind of state benefits or, or you know or government benefits as far as housing things like that, then those things should be you know possibly taken away if you're not going to you know. So, you know, let's talk about gonna... the inefficiencies of this um, implementation. Florida just passed a law uh, or, you know, I, I'm not sure whether it got implemented. I think it did. I'm pretty sure it did. Yes, it did get implemented. Um, Florida passed a law that if you were receiving welfare that you had to pass drug tests. They implemented the drug tests and they caught very few people with a savings of less than 10 percent of the cost of paying back everybody who had to take the drug test and passed. So you have this inefficient organization attempting to police inefficiencies and, as a result, being nine times as inefficient as it would be trying to police itself. I mean, so it's well, tough. I mean, there's no answer that is acceptable. With, right. with the the problem is coercion. The problem is demanding money from you in order to give to other folks. Because if we had a system where people could genuinely give out of their heart, it would be significantly more efficient than the welfare system, the uh, entitlement right. system that we currently have. So you would only need a seventh or an eighth or a tenth of the people to give that much money as they currently do. And then people would be and then you would have people who were not incentivized because they were not entitled any longer. They would be then taking charity. So the people that uh, you know, the charities would be vetting people, the vetting, the inefficiencies, 25 percent of claims, according to insurance company, are fraudulent. I can only assume that the claim Claims to the government welfare system are higher than that because they're not as good at policing it as the insurance companies would be. So you'd cut out, uh, you know, this uh, sort of ongoing generational dependence upon the government. It's all about independence. And it's easy to sit and think about ways the government welfare system could work better. We can all come up with with ways to tweak their system to make it work better. But the fact is, you and I, Greg, we're never going to be in charge of it. Not, yeah. what I, not that I would want to be in charge of it, nor would you necessarily, but we're not going to be the ones creating those rules. And even if we were able to create those rules, we wouldn't be the ones enforcing those rules and interpreting those rules as the bureaucrats themselves would. So everything ends up changing once the rules have even been created. They don't end up following them either. And uh, Greg, thanks for the call. The only solution is to get the government completely out of it but better than that end the idea of the coercive state it's free talk live are you looking for camping hunting or shooting gear manventureoutpost.com carries knives ammunition scopes binoculars laser sights fish finders and boating equipment from manufacturers like aimpoint bushnell otterbox crimson trace k-bar remington streamlight winchester and more manventureoutpost.com family owned and members of the better business bureau prices so low some can't be advertised get an additional five percent off with coupon code ftl get it quick get it from manventureoutpost.com Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here tonight for you to take control of the airwaves. 855-453-SACL-CAI. Toll-free line 3733 You can join us on our website. FreeTalkLive.com is the place to go. 
And our website is brought to you by great sponsors like SACL CAI. Yep, SACL CAI. If you need to try, if your business needs to try something new in the area of accounts receivable, SACL CAI can do it. They have the best equipment money can buy. Their their employees are treated, trained in treating your customers uh, with respect, the way that you'd want them to to be treated. They record every call so that you can check back just to make sure that if there's some kind of complaint that things were handled well. SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com and support businesses that support Free Talk Live. All right. So we've been talking about some signs that you're in a cult. And which cult we're talking about is the cult of the state, the cult of the belief, the idea of authority. And this concept that the state is uh, really very familiar, uh, very similar to a religion or very similar to a cult, because some would say, as one caller pointed out earlier, that the difference between a cult and a religion is that a religion is pretty easy to leave. Yeah, it's not that hard to uh, join up with a Christian church and leave it, or join up with a you know Catholics and leave the uh, leave the Catholic church, or you know join uh, you know some other organization that uh, we commonly know as a church or a religion and leave them. But cults have the culture of fear that surrounds leaving. It's one of the hallmarks of uh, of what makes a cult is that they make it very difficult to leave. And believers in the authority cult, and this by the way, excerpt uh, from my article over at freekeen.com called "Signs You're in a Cult." Uh, believers in the authority cult will frequently tell others that if you don't like it, leave. But those people ignore the fact that the cult members themselves are controlling the borders, which is another cult jargon term, and won't let you physically leave without a pass issued by the cult. In fact, now there's news saying that if you don't, uh, if you haven't paid the cult's uh, treasurers, the IRS. Uh, their arbitrary amount of money that they won't even let you have a passport to uh, to leave. Right. Also, you need to uh, understand that there are exit taxes. If you decide you're going to leave the United States, um, you must pay taxes uh, on your you know your your net worth because you know now they're losing one of their their livestock. Essentially, you're a cash cow. Really, a cash cow. They milk you for cash every single day, every year. You supply them with cash and they do little to nothing in order to get it from you and you know they, they certainly provide services but they provide them in such a financially uh, irresponsible and inefficient fashion that you know who would want them they the way that they have to get them from you is forcing them out of you so i mean this is analogous to Really, it's analogous to the times of uh, slavery and serfdom. In the Roman times, people could buy their slavery. It happened all the time. Their freedom, I mean, you mean? Yeah, their freedom. They're by, by, excuse me, buy their freedom from slavery. Julius, Julius Caesar was a slave, and his per- his freedom was purchased. As a matter of fact, even in the chattel slavery times in uh, the antebellum South in the United States, people could purchase their freedom. It was a little more complicated, but there were black slave owners in Louisiana, and they would often buy family members' freedom and things like that. There were free blacks. Um, So, I mean, yeah, you could buy your freedom. That's what a slave is, is property. And so they're letting you buy your freedom. And if you have to pay $1 to leave a country, that country is claiming to own you. Right. You're not free. And that's uh, it's a clear evidence. It's a cheap price, no doubt, if you want to get out. If it were a dollar, it would be cheap, but it's not like that. No. Uh, it's thousands upon thousands of dollars in a lot and of aspects. And the same – and it's not like I'm saying this country is bad. This country is relatively good. It's not the freest place on earth, as it once could claim, but it's relatively good. It's cer- certainly there's a great deal of prosperity to be had here. But, but most of the countries are using the same form of state well, because right. power is so attractive. And that's the point that I make here in this uh, – uh, this piece about the the cults is that this culture of fear 
where are you supposed to go? Because, again, the, the cult members will tell you if you don't like it, leave. But the borders are controlled by the cult members. You can't leave unless they give you a hall pass to leave. But where are you going to go? Right. Wherever there you go, some, the world is full of cult members. There were some people that uh, were trying to build their own island off of uh, you know, t- an atoll. Uh, you know, they were just putting sand, dr- drawing sand up out of the ocean to create their own island. The king of Tonga sends out a, a PT boat, which doesn't sound like a big deal until you face a PT boat. Mm. I mean, this guy with a fifty caliber gun on the back is plenty when you don't have a gun. And that's all it would take. Drove him off and that was it. So, I mean, tell me you can go create your own free place. So many uh, who may have come to these conclusions that they are, in fact, uh, they were born and raised into a cult and they understand that uh, authority is just a silly, you know, dangerous and silly concept, one that we'd be better off to leave behind, just like we left behind the idea of chattel slavery, as you were talking about before. These are bad ideas, old ideas that we need to move past, we need to evolve past. But in the meantime, you're still afraid of publicly leaving the cult. I mean, plenty of people pay taxes because they're afraid of what the IRS might do to them. They've seen what they've done to Willie Nelson, and they've seen what they've done to uh, you know Wesley Snipes and these other folks that they've held up as examples of, look, this is what happens when you speak out against the cult, is we'll come down and we'll teach you a lesson. And so they know that these so-called public servants might just kidnap them and cage them if they speak out against the cult. So the cult does this to uh, send the message of intimidation. After all, if they let you opt out, well, then others who've also come to the same quiet beliefs that you have might also get the idea of, well, I can opt out too. I should yep. stand up and, and say no to this. If they right. let him get away with it, I can get away with and it that's too. That's what we're talking about here. Look, I homeschool my son. I don't want to pay to send your kid to school. Why should I? Why should every dollar... It's not like I live in a big house that's 800 square feet. It's not like I drive great cars. My cars all have dents in them. Um, you know, I, these people, I go by I these schools... I can answer your question as to why. I mean, it's, uh, education is valuable. The idea of having other people in society My educated. son's education is valuable. Sure, to every sure. dollar they want for their kid um, so that they I'm can spend $14,000 a year. But you asked the question of why should you pay for someone else's education. You shouldn't be forced to, but I cut a check to the local private school down the street here because i think it's a good you idea. don't have a kid feel free to do that i'm yeah. asking you why i should take money from my son's education in order to give it to some other person's education not saying you should yep it shouldn't it's wrong i want to opt out originally. of that yes it is no, i said was, my son is homeschooled my son is homeschooled why should i be forced to pay right you shouldn't be forced to but there's nothing wrong with the idea of helping other kids get educated. That's right? fine if I had a bunch of money to do right. that. But right now I'd you like don't. to buy my son a tablet computer and we don't have the money. Yep. You know, these kids over in school, they've all got computers. My kid doesn't have a computer, a tablet computer. Why should I be forced to pay for your kid to go to stinking government school when my kid can't get it? Oh, I could send my kid to your government indoctrination center. That's true. Where he could get the cult training we're talking Let's about. Let's go to Matt listening in Salt Lake City. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Matt. Hello. I just wanted to uh, talk about a, uh, exploiting the state. I want to ask why I should not take advantage of every government benefit there is out there. It's a it's a legitimate perspective to say that, well, you've paid a bunch of money in. If they're going to offer a bunch of cash to you and you can take it, then why not do exactly. it? I, I personally don't feel comfortable with it from a moral perspective, but I don't blame anyone who does it. Uh, I think that the answer to me, number one, is I don't feel right about it. But number two, there's usually a bunch of strings that come along attached to it. It's right. a full-time job. The, the hoops are pretty simple to jump through. It's asking, you know, weekly to have to answer four questions that are, uh, you know, very vague and 
You know, are we talking about welfare? What questions are we talking? Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Each, yeah, there's unemployment. a bunch of programs. Un- unemployment. All right. Tell unemployment you. is in di- is different anyway. Um, unemployment is an insurance program that you're forced to pay into, so there's no problem exactly. with that. Yeah. Right. So I think that you know, it just depends. Uh, if you want to continue the conversation, you're welcome to. Um, we're here with Matt. If he sticks around, and your calls as well at eight five five four fifty free. Still to come, we've got rituals to discuss. Creepy rituals of the cult. It's free talk live. A technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll free at 855-450-FREE. SACL CAI toll free line live Saturday edition of the program. 1-855-450-3733. Join us over at freetalklive.com where you can enjoy the features. We've got archives that go all the way back to late 2006. You can download as many episodes of this program as you would like. Over at freetalklive.com. And if you like the fact that you can do all that for free, maybe you want to throw a few bitcoins in our tip jar. Wait, you don't want to, don't know what a bitcoin is yet? Bitcoins are the world's first, potentially anonymous, digital cash. With bitcoins, there are no contracts to sign, no terms of service that you've got to abide by. Anyone can download the free bitcoin software and be using them in just a few minutes. With bitcoins, you can send and receive money anywhere in the world for no fees, without needing the permission from any bank or government. You can learn how. Visit WeUseCoins.org. The fact is, Bitcoins are changing the Internet, and they're going to change the world. You need to have seen this video just for informational purposes. Even if you're not going to get into Bitcoins, you need to go to WeUseCoins.org and watch the video. And if you're inspired, now thanks to BitInstant.com, you can have Bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. To buy your Bitcoins with cash, visit BitInstant.com. But first, go to WeUseCoins.org and watch the video. BitInstant.com. Toll free number again, 855-453. We've been talking about signs that you're in a cult, specifically the cult of authority, the cult of the state. And there's an article over at freekeen.com that I wrote up about this, which by no means is exhaustive. It just gives some examples of the various different factors that you you find of uh, you find throughout cults, uh, common threads, identifiers, warning signs, if you will, like chanting, uh, you know, the Pledge of Allegiance, daily chanting, indoctrination, in indoctrination camps. I mean, there's so much that they do that's so cult-like. Uh, they've got the jargon. There's all kinds of terminology that is very, you know, state-specific. Corrections is one of them. Public servants uh, is another one. There's no, there's no shortage of the Patriot this Act as if it has anything to do right. with being patriotic. <laughs> right. And uh, so all of that and Taxes more. is just another word for theft. Mm, or extortion. I think extortion might even be a better, better term for taxation. But there's also, of course, the culture of fear. Like, it's hard to leave a cult. Cult members, you know, the cult is, is structured to where you are not supposed to leave, and the members of that cult are going to lash out against you in a, if not a physical way, a mental way to attempt to persuade you or dissuade you from, uh, from leaving the cult, if that's what you get your mindset on. And uh, so there's more to that, including uh, rituals, the creepy rituals. We'll talk more about that in a moment, but let's first go to the phones and the fun. Uh, Matt is still with us, I think, listening in Salt Lake City. So go ahead with your, uh, your thoughts, Matt. Matt? Uh, yeah, we were talking, Mark was saying that 
uh, unemployment was different because it's an insurance or something along those lines. I wasn't sure what you're saying. Yeah, unemployment, people will lump unemployment into some kind of welfare system. And, and admittedly, it's been modified in a sense that, um, you know, it's gone from the 50 weeks that it was to 99 weeks. And so the rules were changed after the fact and that kind of, kind of thing. And so it has a smack of, uh, of welfare system, but it's really sort of a, a state, it's a socialist insurance program that you're forced to participate in. So if you become unemployed, I don't see a problem at all, at all from accepting government unemployment. You've been forced to pay for it. Yeah, it's your money that you put in there in the first place. I would like to point out that the uh, 7.5% of your paycheck that goes into unemployment insurance is really just the tip of the iceberg. Your employer has to to match it, and that's money that employer is paying to have you around. Money that employer... Wait, wait, wait. I'm confused about unemployment then. I thought it was uh, Social Security that was Hmm. uh, was approximately 15%. They have to pay unemployment. Maybe I've... I don't know. I know that uh, insurers... The employer does pay. He matches it. So this is, I believe, in addition to Social Security, Mark. I don't think Social Security is, is the same as, as unemployment. I agreed. Uh, okay. But I think that I know that employers pay unemployment insurance for their employees. Oh, I know that's money true. That, money that an employer pays to have an employee hang around is what we would have called wages at one point. Right. It's but money now, that would otherwise go to you. Now that's money that's just allocated all over the place and you don't get to see anything like what the, the employer pays to have you stick around um, in your paycheck. Well, why should I not recoup it? I, I would not say that I chose not to when I had the opportunity to get unemployment, but it's simply because I didn't like whatever it took to go through the process. Right. If you feel At some like point you can or another, handle it. I went to the, the unemployment office. They said, call this telephone number. I never called the telephone number just because I just don't like the, the trouble of dealing with the, the bureaucrats. I'd rather go get a job. And that's what I ended up doing. And, you know, I went a couple of weeks without a job. I ended up driving a cab and, you know, wasn't the greatest job I ever had in my life. But yeah. I did it. I Somebody had to pay the mortgage. But like, it's your money. You're, you're chasing. I'm you're trying to get claiming, your money. I would not claim for a second that you shouldn't do it. Right. Yeah. We haven't at any point, I don't know where, where you thought we did say it, but at any point have we told you that you shouldn't do something that you feel like you should do? I mean, if, if you feel like you're willing to put up with their hoops, the, the, whatever they are to jump through, you said it's like four questions a week and that's no big deal to you. Uh, it's no problem collecting the check from them. Then go for it, man. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think some people have the perspective. I don't agree with it, but I don't, I, you know, I don't dislike the people that have this perspective. Some have the perspective of, hey, if you can milk the state for a bunch of cash and then use that state against or the, use the cash against the idea of the state, that, that, that's okay too. Like, you know, basically suck it dry, essentially. And I hope that helps you, Matt. Any other thoughts? That's it. Thank Thanks you. for the call. Appreciate it. Good luck out there. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. There's a lot of sucking to suck at the state dry, though. Well, obviously, that's not going to work because they can I mean, keep printing money. Their welfare programs are just the, the tip of the iceberg uh, when it comes to what they spend. Uh, you know, I mean, No doubt. I mean, it doesn't include military spending and all that. I, I don't think they realistically believe they're going to suck the state dry. But the idea being to use the state's money, the money coming from the state against it. So to, yeah. to live off of the state's welfare and be full-time activists with money from the welfare program. I don't know, it's, an, it's an interesting idea. It's not my lifestyle. I haven't it's, seen too many full-time activists really accomplish much with their full-time activism. Well, I don't know, Mark. I mean, I, a few. Don't, I don't know who they all are. I don't, I don't know, know who's doing what or what they're doing. But uh, for me, it's not the path. It's not the, the road that I want to take. I wouldn't feel uh, I wouldn't feel right doing that. But at the same time, you know, there's some people who've called in. And they've said, hey, look, you know, we've, we've paid into the Social Security program and now I'm on disability and I don't feel <laughs> right. I don't I w- feel right about it. But what whoa, else are you whoa, supposed whoa. to do? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not 
I don't think you should go with, you know, <laughs> if, if it's out there, it's being offered. Okay, here's the analogy. If there's a guy who comes around and robs everybody once a day, and then, or all day, and then once a day he goes out and he hands out $10 bills in the park, is there something wrong with going there and handing out, uh, taking $10 bills? If you've been guy? robbed? Yeah. I mean, no, this no. guy's handing out, and, and even if you haven't, the guy's handing out $10 bills. If you if you know he's getting if you know he's stealing money from people I don't know then I think it gets questionable if you haven't actually yourself been victim victimized by him I, I think everybody's victimized by this guy because he has the whole uh, the whole neighborhood under his control people are too scared to do anything about him so I mean it's it stifles innovation it stifles uh, one's ability to start a new business you know it, the, the government is this big stifling thing. Right. So if they're taking money from you, uh, you know, for Social Security, and the fact is because government Social Security and these other government programs exist, it takes away from what would otherwise be there in the market. So we do have some some great organizations out there that help folks and they, they actually you know do it on an independent basis and they don't use the government's money. And there are these independent agencies out there, these charities that actually help people. But there would be more of them and they would be even more effective if the money that was going to the government would be able to be redirected towards private charities who can actually compete for the money, who can actually, you know, please their customers for the money. So, like, create innovation in the area that they're, uh, you know, they specialize in. So that's one of the reasons why it's okay to to go ahead and take the government check for like a social security disability or something like that, because the the social security program and all of its surroundings and the Medicare and all that are displacing what would otherwise be available in a free market system. So sometimes it might be your only option, and that's not cool. Right. I don't like that, but so that's the way it is. Try right? buying the gasoline that doesn't have any government uh, taxes in it. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, t- Tell me where you can get the gasoline that doesn't have government taxes in it. Rituals. This is the final uh, factor here in the article over at freekeen.com. The signs you're in a cult. Rituals are the, the authority cult members engage in uh, these weird things that they believe are completely normal. But anyone who doesn't believe in the idea of authority will look at these and say, what? What? If you're in a courtroom, for instance, the people that believe in the idea of authority will stand when a man wearing a robe, or a dress as some would call it, where a man wearing a robe walks into the room. These people will stand up. This is a bizarre ritual. In uh, England, this this man will wear a funny-looking wig. Right, and they'll stand up when they're told to stand up, and they'll sit down when they're told to sit down. There's all kinds of protocol for meeting the president. There's that, and I didn't even think about that one. And, and, and you address uh, people that have held certain public offices as Mister, as senator, even after they're not senators. Toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. As I said, my list, not extensive at all. Uh, more about some signs that you're in a cult, and your calls are welcome. Coming up, it's Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous SuperTuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your SuperTuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Toll-free number, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you here tonight, it's Ian and Mark. Once again, 855-450-3733. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live? 
you can become a Free Talk Live amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. And I would say, please become a Free Talk Live amplifier because it makes a big difference for us. Your three bucks a month coming in on any major credit card through PayPal or use Visa or MasterCard on our website gets you perks. You get access to the amp-only call-in lines, the podcast, the forum, all of that stuff benefits, uh, you know, special benefits just for Free Talk Live amplifiers. But also you get, to, you get to know that you're helping Free Talk Live get on more radio stations around the country and bring more internet listeners on board More as than well. 100 at this point. That's right, more than 100 AM and FM stations and uh, plenty of other ways for people to get tuned in. All of this is made possible by listeners like you supporting the show through the AMP program. So please go to amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Now, we're talking about signs that you're in a cult, and we've been through a number of different elements, very common elements. These are uh, warning signs. Maybe you have been in a cult before, in which case you're probably very familiar with some of these signs. Maybe you've had a family member or a loved one who has fallen into or been in uh, a cult in the past. Maybe you're still in a cult, and that's what the point of this is, to give you a heads up, like, hey, things you need to look out for. Beware. If you can, if you can look at your life and you can find that these signs exist, these warning signs exist, you may be in a cult. And we're talking about the cult of authority or the cult of the state, this idea that it's okay to have men and women ruling over other people, that somehow another man can be superior to one man because he has authority. Well, that's a bunch of nonsense in my book. All men are created equal and women are created equal. We're all human beings. The king, the king used to claim uh, authority from God. Now people claim authority from the people as though the people can claim to rule over me. The government right. can only claim the authority from me that I have given it. I mean, Right, and if you don't point, have the ability to rule over another human, which you don't, because right. we're supposed to be equal, then you can't grant that to someone else. Well, you do have the ability when it comes to might make right. Fifty people can make one person do whatever – four people can make one person do whatever they want. But that, I don't and agree with that. And that's what it comes down to. It's an immoral agency. It's an agency of immorality, an agency of violence. You can hear Barack Obama right on YouTube. There's uh, him saying that the government is uh, you know, the agency of monopoly privilege and the use of violence. People, The people in there know what it is. It is an agency, meaning that uh, you turn over power to it like a uh, real estate agent goes and looks for houses for you. It is an agency. Agency of violence. That's what it claims. So we were talking about the other aspects. So there's brainwashing techniques like the Pledge of Allegiance and the uh, the government schools, uh, the charismatic leaders, people calling themselves president and these so-called representatives and the cops and all these people that call themselves so-called authorities. There are jargon uh, terminology that the people calling themselves the state use to cover for their violence. Of course, they also have legalese, which is a complete language that they use. Uh, that sounds like English, but it's not really. And then, of course, the culture of fear to prevent you from leaving. The idea that if you leave, it's going to be hard for you. It's going to be you're going to be hurt. People are going to ostracize you. We might even put you in a cage if you decide that you want to leave the cult. So these are aspects of cults that are very common, and they certainly exist within the uh, the idea of the state. And finally, we were talking about rituals, uh, like the creepy ritual where people will stand up in court. Uh, this place they call courts, another jargon uh, that they have for a judge. When this man in a robe walks into the room, people stand well, up. The ritual is around uh, things like saying the Pledge of Allegiance, too. I mean, say that's, that's not right. a, rit- a ritual. Stand up, put stand your up, hand over your heart. Put your hand like, – and this is – it's very interesting. In the playing of the Star-Spangled Banner, the, the national anthem – Take your hat off. You're supposed to rise, take your hat off, and that kind of thing. Some people have religious problems with this, and you can see where these people have been beaten up at uh, sporting events and things like that what? because others – Oh, absolutely. Uh, because, because what? They didn't because they didn't do did it? refuse to 
they did not stand for the wow. playing of the Pledge of Allegiance. Culture of fear, right there. Interesting. Um, now, when you see the debates with the Republican presidential camp, uh, candidates, I've noticed that uh, during the playing of the Star Spangled Banner, the singing of the Star Spangled Banner, all the candidates will put their hands to their heart. You're not supposed to put your hand over your heart for the Star Spangled Banner. You're supposed to stand. And now, I thought what, you're supposed to stand and put your hand. Over no, your no. I mean, no. you're putting your hand over their heart is for the Pledge of Allegiance. I've seen plenty of people put their hand over. That's their heart. because they're one upping. I see. They, they, they have to be more pious than thou. They uh, are the Pharisee uh. in the street corner praying in front of everyone. Uh, if if you could somehow show that you could be more, uh, you know, you, I am more uh, nationalistic than you by yeah. standing on one leg, it'd catch on and people would do it. Mm-hmm. Oh no, you have to stand on one leg. It's if for you all really the ampu- love America. It's, it's for all the amputee veterans. Right. And just to be clear, we're not just talking about the U.S. here. These are just indicators that are common to the cult known as the United States states. There's th- These cult members exist around the world. And by the way, credit goes to All Gene the Christian Anarchist. The, 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 the goose-stepping and the other militaries. Right. I want to, by the way, give credit to Gene the Christian Anarchist for really uh, being the originator of, of this idea. For I you. Was, I was inspired by uh, Larkin Rose and Gene the Christian Anarchist on this one. And he was the one who called originally about this. And I, I've turned it into an article. I think it actually might make a nice a little YouTube video as well, uh, just to kind of introduce people to the idea of, hey, you might just be in a cult and not know it. Uh, so another ritual, here's one for you. The election is where they choose the next batch of their uh, leaders for the cult. This is very ritualistic. People go in, they uh, pull a, uh, a curtain back, they go into the, this uh, curtained area, they check some boxes on a piece of paper, and then it's taken from them in a ceremonious uh, gesture. Very cult-like. It's a ritual. Yeah, the you know absolutely, and people are going and picking the uh, the lesser of two or three evils, whatever the case might be. It's it's interesting. You're only allowed to have one person per booth, but um, my son, who's four, can go mm-hmm. in with my wife, and mm-hmm. he'll he'll you know he'd scoot. The last time we went to go vote, he'd scoot up underneath the curtain in mine and his. We were right next door to each other talking, mm-hmm. so we weren't allowed to be in the same booth. But the, the, all there was is a, a a small piece of fabric. I could still see your right. shadow. L- ludicrous, but uh, you know whatever. So what do you do? What do you do if you've come to the conclusion tonight? And I doubt very many people have heard this show and, and realize that they're actually in a cult. Because oh, man, you guys right. have – hallelujah. Right, because there's uh, this thing called cognitive dissonance. It's very, very powerful. And so if you've been in a cult like this for a long time and somebody comes along and says, uh, hmm, have you noticed this, 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 and this? These are all indicators that you're in a cult. Then you'll say, whoa, 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 no, this is not a cult. This is not a cult. I am not in a cult, and I uh, no way could I be in a cult. This is not a cult. And so there's this uh, – there's this mentality of uh, trying to, uh, uh, I guess, avoid having to realize that you have been wrong, that actually, in point of fact, you are in a cult, and that it's creepy, and it's, it's, it's violent, and it's dangerous, and to it's, some it's extent, detrimental to mankind. There's a, you know, you're taking a step in, when, in calling it a cult, right? Like, it's just, Not really. just outside. Like if a cult it walks is like religious. a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck. Yeah, it's a faith-based a- operation, but it doesn't have to do with a, uh, a god. Cults don't have to do with God. I mean, Marco, look up the I definition guess, of a I cult. I guess you could claim – Yeah, generally it does. Um, the, I guess you could claim Commonly, that the state – Let me finish. No. <laughs> I guess you could claim that people consider that this uh, organization, the state, is supposed to solve all problems, so therefore it might as well be their God. People worship the state like it's God. And it, besides, there are cults that are surrounding, you know, surrounding the distribution of products. There are cults that surround a mat- all manner of things. But uh, if, it, if it fits the parameters, and it does, culture of fear, it's hard to leave, jargon, rituals, brainwashing techniques, charismatic leaders, it's got it all. 
It's just really, really popular and so effective that people don't even realize it. Cults are generally not popular. Generally, that's true, but that doesn't mean that this isn't a cult. This cult and is so, a derogatory term, so therefore its popularity would not allow it to be. Because as far as because who mean, claims to be in a cult, right? <laughs> uh, so the uh, the solution, right? What if you know? What if you realize you're in a cult? What what can you do about it? Because as I pointed out earlier, some people who've been in the cult come to the conclusion that they're in a cult and that they want to get out of it, but they're too afraid because they're surrounded by cult members. And as you said, you don't uh, stand for the the pledge or stand for the the you know the anthem. Some people might even kick your butt uh, if you don't do that. So I mean, there's a real threat from the other members of uh, of violence or the potential for violence, and that keeps a lot of these folks in line. So what do you do? Well, here's the solution: you get together with other people that have figured it out because if you're all alone or at least you feel all alone there may be others nearby you who have come to the same conclusions that you have but you don't know who they are of course today it's easier to find out who they are because the internet the internet is helping bring us all together but the concept is to bring people who understand liberty which is the antithesis of the concept of authority or the antithesis of the idea of the state these people who figured it out bring them together put them in the same place and have them all stand up, or in the case of the pledge, not stand <laughs> together. Stand We've done that at the local city council meetings. They have their Pledge of Allegiance at the mm-hmm. front of the meeting. We've had several people in that room just stay seated, sitting in the front, two front, two rows. But I have religious qualms about it. As far as I'm concerned, these, these are the genuflections of a, uh, of a religion. I, I mean, Absolutely. I, it's, it's, a, it's a graven image, as far as I'm concerned, and I'm not going to stand for it. Am I a bad American as a result? Well, I'd ask you this. What other country has a Pledge of Allegiance? There isn't another one. Go to freestateproject.org. Learn about a movement of thousands of like-minded, liberty-oriented people who have all decided to do something about this cult and to stand up and speak out against it and to actually get active. Go to freestateproject.org to learn more about it. I know, the inevitable accusation, that's a cult! Well, I think you'll find that it doesn't actually, uh, the liberty movement doesn't fit the parameters of a cult. But we don't have time to talk about that because we'll be back tomorrow night. Freetalklive.com in the meantime. Available now, four new songs from Raja Mojo. Raja Mojo. That's R-A-J-A-M-O-J-O. Raja Mojo. Call it democracy. Raja Mojo. Everybody knows the game is rigged. The poor stay poor, the rich stay rich. Four new songs from Raja Mojo. Buy them today at Amazon, iTunes, Napster, and at a discount at CDBaby.com.